Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I hope you can all hear me okay. You know, I was talking to Philip earlier, and it was a case, he laughed, said it was a case of the dog eating the homework, but we're doing all this sitting at home like a good girl in my my shelter-in-place orders, and uh, the dog ate my headset, so I had to order one online and drive to Best Buy and open my trunk, and they dropped it in, and I drove away, and so this is my first time using this new setup, and it's very strange, so I hope that you are hearing me okay. All right, with that said... I want to welcome everybody to the show. You know, it's been it's some crazy times right now, and a lot of us are spending time at home. And, uh, you know, I really look forward to these shows every single week. I have for the last 14 years. But, uh, you know, especially now in these times, you know, you get, you get even, even for someone like me, I'm, I always laugh and say that I'm the most extroverted introvert that I know. You know, for such a social person, I am really um, not a social person at all. I like going off on excursions by myself and, and, uh, you know, so I, I've got a very, you know, locally, I have a very small and close knit group of friends and, uh, you know, but even, even for me, even if that being the case, it's kind of making me can't imagine someone who's just a social butterfly and always out there in the community. And, um, yeah. So anyway, this is a way for us to spend some time with our friends from all over the world, and we can even cough and not worry about it, right? <laughs> so I'm really happy to be to be here with you guys. I have some information to go over before we get started. I want to, oh, goodness. You know, speaking of, I'm, I'm gonna, I have to tell you this story real quick. So I'm here at home, right? And friends are saying, well, have you gone out and got groceries? Have you done this? Have you done that? Last time I went to the grocery store, seriously, I, there was a great big, huge, long line, and they had X's, and you had to stand on the X, and they were the X's were all six feet away from each other, right? And you had to wait, and they were only letting a certain amount of people in the store at a time, and people had to come out before they would let more people come in. It was absolutely insane. And, uh, you know, so I did some grocery, but I haven't been grocery shopping in a while, but, you know, there's stuff here. I'll find something to eat. I'm not that worried about it. So I had some friend drop off some food and at the door and sat there and, you know, you got, you got to have some food. So there's things in there I normally would never eat like hot dogs. I would never normally eat hot dogs. And there was, you know, condiments, relish and things like that in there. I have to tell you, I ate a hot dog and now I'm really upset that I ate a hot dog because throughout the entire show, I'm so glad we are not face to face because I'm going to be having hot dog burps and I hate hot dog burps, but I have learned something, and that is that I could sit down with a spoon and eat a whole jar of sweet relish. It is so flipping good. I had no clue. I've never had sweet relish before. Oh, my God, it's so good. Yeah, yummy. And root beer. What's more nostalgic than root beer? There's, I never drink soda, ever. But I'm drinking a – so I'm going to be <laughs> – I'm going to be having root beer hot dog burps throughout the entire show. God love me. All right. So, yeah. But root beer, how nostalgic is root beer? 
If you were to sit down and write about root beer, what would you write? Okay. All right. Now that's all the way. I feel so much better for sharing. It's so much closer to you all. <laughs> I want to give you the number real quick if you'd like to call in and read tonight. The number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in. We'll be getting to callers in just a moment. I want to let you know if you would like to put together a writer's workshop with us, you can do so by emailing. Actually, probably messaging me on Facebook would be the easiest. If you're on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia. A-L-I-S-I-A, first name Nyla, last name Alicia. And shoot me a message. Let me know what you'd like to put together. Your workshops can be anywhere from a half an hour to three hours long. You can pre-record these at home on your computer and email them to me with as in a like MP3 format. Or we can pre-record them on a call like I'm doing right now, but privately. So we're just on the line. We can do a combination of both if you want to, you know, start out the show with a pre-recorded part of your workshop and then come on live so we can talk to callers and, and take questions and that type of thing. Whatever it is you want to put together, just let me know your ideas and we'll we'll work it out for you. You do not have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these. The whole concept is that we all have something to teach and we all have something to learn. And I've talked to a few of you who said, and that's why I say it randomly throughout the shows, but I've had a couple of you say, you know, I'd really like to do one of these, but I have no idea what to do it on. And that's okay. The internet is full of ideas. So just Google writer's workshop or poetry workshop or something along those lines and find something that interests you. All right. And then you can come on and say, hi, I'm going to do this how to write five different types of haikus. It's a workshop that I found on this website and it's really cool. And we're going to walk through it. As long as you credit the place that it came from, you're good. Uh, so, yeah, find something to work on and, and let me know what you want to do. And we'll get that set up. Next thing I want to do is. We are at the end of our broadcasting year and at the beginning of our brand new broadcasting year, and we have a whole new list of sponsors, and there's some amazing people on here. Behalf, on behalf of all of us, all of us here at the Speakeasy family, I want to thank you guys for stepping up to the plate, and especially during these times. You know, you could have taken this money and gone out and bought, you know, more toilet paper to hide and hoard. You know, I, I made fun of those people until I ran out of toilet paper. I don't make fun of those people anymore. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> I want to thank our sponsors and just let you guys know that we really appreciate what you did, during, especially during these times, uh, for keeping this community going. And it really, really speaks to me strongly and touches my heart in the most profound ways to know that this community that you guys have built together over the years means this much to you to keep us on the air and keep us going. So I would like to thank Debbie Kelly, Eric Sheldon, Maddie Gullickson, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Rick Clark, Raymond Bentley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Rachel Ward, Kevin Kraft, Gina Storm, Renee Cryer, James, also known as Juan Sapien, Richard Ward, and Colm Kennedy Hume. So thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. I'm going to be shouting you out through the entire year because it is an amazing thing that you've done, and we love you. So thank you to our sponsors for our 2020 broadcasting license. Ah, yeah. Don't know the license we got for a two-hour show. Right now we're still able to do three-hour shows. I'm hoping that it continues like that, but it may end up changing. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. 
but right now we're still able to do our three-hour shows, so we're going to keep doing our three-hour shows. All right, next thing I want to do, this is the fun part. So if you're ever sitting there one night and you're thinking, oh, I don't know what to write about. Oh, my goodness. My niece is on vacation. I can't find. I looked in the drawer. I looked in the dryer. I looked under my my mattress and the toothpaste tube, and it's nowhere to be. I think that dog ate my muse. All right, so if that happens to you, all you have to do is come to our archives and listen to the first 15 minutes of any of our shows, and you will get a whole bunch of writer's prompts and such to get you off and running. All right? So make sure you have your, your journal and your pen out or spiral notebook, whatever you have, so you can write these down. If you don't get them written down, don't worry about it. You can come back at the end of the show and listen to the podcast after the program has ended and write them down then. So the first thing I'm going to give you is your journal assignments. Your journal assignments are times when you get up close and personal, one-on-one -on -one time with your muses. You know, just you, your muses, your journal assignments are not meant for popular consumption. They are not meant to be seen by the public. They are just talking to yourself and your muses, All right, down and dirty, you know, the, 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 the behind the scenes that we don't ever get to see. The journal assignment, and this one is kind of fun, and the reason this is part of a journal assignment, because, again, pressure on them that they have to write great. You aren't always going to write great. The majority of what you write in life is going to be crap, period. You are going to write a whole armful of really good things, and you are going to write a big handful of great things. But you have to write the crap in order to get to those great things. It's called, you know, priming the pump, I guess. And you have to not be afraid of writing poorly or writing silly or writing something that isn't Facebook post worthy. All right. You just have to write. And that is a key. So that's why I put this as your journal assignment, because you don't have to write them perfect. You know, if you and, and that is the, the assignment is to every single day, starting today, because you know, I'm saying you should do this every day for a year, but your year starts today or it starts tomorrow if you start it tomorrow. If you miss a day, I don't care. If you miss a day, it's not a crutch to stop. It's a pickup and you keep going. You pick up, dust yourself off and keep going from there. You just don't stop. So every single day, I want you to write a haiku. I want you to look around your day. I want you to look at people. I want you to look at things. I want you to watch, you know, things, relationships to each other how things move, how they sound, how they taste, how they feel when you touch. Find something in every single day that's worth 17 syllables. And I highly suggest that you carry around a little notebook for this, maybe you know, even a pocket-sized one, because you're going to see something and you think, oh, that's really cool, and I'll write it later, and you're not going to. You're going to forget it. It's going to be gone, and it could be the most profound thing you would ever write in your life. So even if you don't sit down and write the haiku at the moment, we always have always all of us have things what I call poetic hiccups and it's these one little lines that flash in our brain like a neon boom a far a shooting star something along those lines and then they're gone but there's just these one little line snippets grab your journal open it up write it down you can go back later on in the day and look at those little snippets that you wrote down and find one of them and turn it into 17 syllables now, the thing is to constantly listen to your brain, constantly listen to the things around you that speak to you, constantly look for the things that make your senses stutter. If you do a double take, if something, I mean, something has three seconds to catch your attention, 
what is it that caught your attention in that three seconds? Or it goes right past you and you miss it. So pay attention to the things that, that speak to you because those are the things that are going to inspire you. Those are the things that are going to feed you. Those are the things you need to listen to. Those are the whispers of your muses. So every day, write a haiku. Find something with 17 syllables. At the end of the year, you've got 365 haikus. There's going to be a lot of crap. There's going to be a lot of really good ones. And there's going to be some great ones. So by the end of the year, pick out between 35 and 60. And you've got a haiku book ready to publish, one bite at a time. All right. Your journal assignment for the week is ramblings. And this month, we are going to be... Uh, we're going to be taking these from the first lines of some of the greatest novels ever written. So at the top of the page, on top of your journal page, I want you to start with this sentence. It was a bright, cold day in April, and the clocks were striking 13. It was a bright, cold day in April, and the clocks were striking 13. And then just keep going from there. Keep writing. I don't care what you write. Whatever comes to mind, just blah you know, brain vomit onto the paper, whatever, just keep going, write whatever is in your head. I don't care if it's your grocery list by the time you're done. I want you to write for 10 minutes. Anything that comes to mind, don't stop. Free writing. All right. So again, the sentence is, it was a bright, cold day in April and the clocks were striking 13 and go. And that one is from George Orwell, 1984 is where this line has come from. All right. Now you're writing exercise. You're writing exercise is different than you're writing assignment. A writing assignment is a time when you put on your sweats and you get down personal. Nobody's around, but you know, you don't even have, well, I don't know. You guys can wear makeup. I don't judge. You know, you don't have your makeup on. You're in your sweats. You don't care. You're just like one-on-one time. And writing exercise is where you are pumping up those muscles. You're sweating. You're pushing yourself. You're going out of your, your comfort zone. You're writing about things you've never written about in ways you've never written about them, thinking about them in brand new total lights. Okay. They're meant to make you grow. Only out of your comfort zone will you ever grow at anything. So for the year, you're writing exercise for the year. And remember, a writing exercise is not always about writing. Sometimes it's simply about doing. So throughout the year, I want you to remember to every week do something surprising, something new to you. Push your own comfort zones. Take your own breath away. You know, you must have input in order to have output. How can you write about living if, you know, you're not embracing life? Think about it. So go out and explore and play and discover. Poke dead things with sticks because, well, you know, who doesn't like poking dead things with sticks? Wait, maybe, maybe that's just me. Paleonila. I've never met a fossil or an old bone I didn't love. Yeah, I like playing in the dirt. Okay, anyway. So that's inspiring to me, though. I love it. So that's, that's your exercise for the year. Remember to do something every week to surprise yourself. I don't care if it's just, you know, I like using this example because I did it one time and it was the coolest thing ever. I was driving, I was on a trip. I was, it was lunchtime. I stopped at a fast food place. I grabbed a burger and I was just going to keep driving. But across from the, I was a Dairy Queen, across from the Dairy Queen, there was a little league softball game going on. So instead I pulled over there and got out of the car and I went and sat down and ate my burger watching this little league, small town America, little league baseball game. And it was amazing, those little kids, man. And I can't even tell you. It, it was phenomenal. And I'll never forget that experience. So someday when I'm writing, 
that experience is going to feed me in a way that just thinking about it never would because I actually experienced it. So do something new. Do something surprising. I don't care if it's 10 minutes. Find 10 minutes out of the week to feed your creative side. Now think how much stuff you do bossy you. You can find 10 minutes. So do this. It's important. All right. You're writing exercise. Now, this is actual writing. <laughs> so we are working on writing to a scenario, kind of climbing out of your brain. With these, I want to steer you away from writing poetry because we are not just poets. We are writers. And we put so much pressure on ourselves when we sit down that we have to write a poem that we never really explore ourselves as writers, I don't think. And that is vitally important because by doing this, by giving ourselves the freedom to just let shit fall out of our head, right? We are going to find our own unique voices in an amazing way. So I want you to stay away from writing a poem with this. I want you to write maybe, you know, write it in free form or a short story, narrative prose, whatever. But try to steer away from Just sit down and write about it. And I'm picking a scenario because a prompt is a concrete image. That this is, this is what your poem's about. Instead, I'm giving a situation and you have to create the story inside that situation. And that's a lot of fun. I really hope that you guys at least try one of these. So writing outside your normal poetic boundaries, it kind of helps us, like I said, discover our, our own unique voices. And pushing ourselves in this way is what's going to make that happen. The scenario that I want you to write about this week is I want you to write about someone who has just taken up journaling and why. But I want you to write it entirely in the form of their diary or journal entries. And this type of writing is actually called epistolary. And it's something that is written entirely in a form of like a series of documents, normally letters, you know, diary entries, newspaper clippings, or other sort of documents, just whatever. But it's all written in like a document written form. And this form is actually really fun to write to because it adds like this amazing realism to a story that you're writing. In, in a way that's hard to do in any, any other form because writing this way really mimics the workings of real life, actual, actual conversations, thoughts, without having to struggle with the narrative to convey the message like he said or that you don't have to add that. You know, it's one-on-one -on -one talking. And so I'm actually working on, it's really fun, I'm working on an epistolary novel and I cannot tell you how much fun it is. You pick out your plot, you write down the outline, then decide who the players are, write what forms of communication you're going to be used to telling the story. And the cool thing is if you ever get stuck, you can always, always, in the right in the middle of it, oh, look, I'm going to write a note to the grocery boy to explain this because I don't know how to explain this between point A and point B. You can always add a note in there somewhere to pick up the pace. You know, some of the most, uh, I don't know, you guys will probably, I don't know if you will recognize this or if you know them, but some of the most famous epistolary novels are probably like Bram Stoker's Dracula. Did you know that, that was written entirely in document form? Or Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, Stephen King's novel Carrie, and even loosely translated, if you want to think about it, because it's played out on the screen, but the whole Star Trek series, all of them start off as log entries that get played out on the screen. So he comes on and says, you know, captain's log, blah, blah, blah. We went into the a nebula, blah, blah. And his writing stops and the, the visual takes over to tell the story. But all of those are actually written as log entries. So even Star Trek, now you know.
<laughs> I'm going to fill your brain with all kinds of strange knowledge. All right. So write about someone who's just started journaling and why and whatever, whatever you have them writing about. But I want it written entirely in the form of their diary or journal entries. Now, exercise part two, your second exercise for the week. We're doing pick apart a prompt. I really had to practice saying that. Pick apart a prompt. Pick a pick a pickle peppers. Pick apart a prompt. What I want you to do is these, these exercises are meant to remind you how to look at the world through a thousand eyes. Like when you were four and everything could be anything and almost, you know, anything, anything could become anything and almost always did. Um, I want you to write the prompt at the top of the page. Then start a list of all the different thoughts or ideas or directions. You could take that prompt intended to end up with you writing a poem. Although at some point when you go through this, you're going to find something to inspire you and it will end up developing into a poem somewhere along the lines. It's just the way things work. But it's not meant to do that right now. Right now, I just really want you to explore the prompt itself. All right? What you do with the prompt before you write can be even more important than what you write. By looking deeper into the prompt itself and not trying to write to it, it becomes something altogether different. You can think of all the things it could be instead of making it become one thing. And usually your first thought Oh, December, I'm writing about snow. Oh, what else is there in December? What else could you write about? Everybody writes about December snow. Chickadees, yeah, everybody writes about those too. Holly, yeah. But what more? What else could you find? So write the prompt down at the top of the page and really, really explore all the ways you could pull it apart and twist it and turn it and all the different ways you could write about it, the different, you know, takes you can you can directions you can take it in. I want to strive for the untypical. Write things in a way, you know, you're never going to write something new and unique. Everything's already been written about except for something that's not been invented yet. You know, all you can do is really strive to write about something in a way that's unique, in a way that hasn't been written before. And that's how we have, that's why we have to push ourselves outside of our comfort zones. That's why we have to try to find our unique voice. So that the way that it's written, nobody could ever write it that way but you. You don't want to write what everyone else is writing. Find that voice inside you. So the pick apart prompt for this week is white noise. White noise. White noise. Think of every angle you could explore this. Prompts. Now that this entire time I've told you not to write poems, now I'm telling you to write a poem. Your prompts are like seeds planted, and they are intended to grow into a poem. With that said, it can be the title to a poem. It can be a line in your poem or the general concept of your poem. And I'm going to give you three of them. So write one, two, three on your paper. Your first poetry prompt is future graveyard. Number one, future graveyard. Number two. A song for nine crows. A song for nine crows. Not crows. And number three, absinthe cocktail. Absinthe cocktail. Now, lastly, next and lastly, it's that's my line borrowed poetry prompt. Every week, somebody, last week, somebody was, you got, y'all came back. You, you guys were here last week and you read poems, right? And I'm listening to you. And out of your, one of your guys' poems, I stole a line. And it's that, that's my line borrowed poetry prompt for this week. Sometimes I grab one out of one of the books that you guys have sent me. 
and we use that one. But this one actually comes from a poem that was read last week. And the that's my line borrowed poetry prompt for this week is the broken in me. The broken in me. Kennedy Holm, the broken in me. So there you go. You didn't get all those written down. That's okay. Come back at the end of the show and you can listen to the archives and start and stop and write as you please. I hope you have fun with those. If you do happen to write to them, you're welcome to bring them back onto the show and let us hear them. All right. Now, next thing we're going to do, I we always start and end every episode with an audio track. So if you're a recording artist and you would like to have something played on the Speakeasy Cafe, you can do that by emailing me at T-H-E, the, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com. Make sure you put MP3 audio files, something like that, in the subject line for me, and then I can get those uploaded to the show's library and play them for the world. I found this really cool thing. <laughs> um, you guys are going to laugh because you've probably all known this since you were three. But when I go to my email, because that email I probably have, I swear I should take a screenshot of it so you guys will believe me. And you'll think I'm such a flake, but there's just so many. I can't do it, right? It's just me. I don't have a staff here. It's just me doing this show. Nobody else. Um, but I probably have almost 8,000 unread emails on there. And so sometimes things get missing and I have to sit there and I'll take like, you know, a couple hours where I do nothing but go through pages and pages and pages. Then I have to do a search, you know, under like I'll get these uh, something, just some random weird junk mail in there and I'll do a search and then I'll delete all of those off there. And oh, yeah, I just deleted 200 emails out of 8,000 something. But I found out that if I, there's a thing at the top where if I click on the attachment file, it pulls up every single email that was sent to me with an attachment. And I did that, and I actually found some emails that were sent to me like six years ago with audio tracks in them. Can you believe that? Six years ago. And they just they get so many emails, it just gets buried so fast that I never found them. So I'm really, really excited <laughs> about finding that I can click on that email attachment and it shows me every single email of attachment. Yeah, you know, guys are thinking I'm a nerd, but yeah, I, I, I did not know I could do that. And now I do. And I just, I'm very excited about technology in the world. You know, the things I just, who, who, who knew, who thought that it would be that easy. So anyway, yeah, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Send me your auto tracks. We'll, audio tracks, we'll get them uploaded to the show's library, play them for the world. The track that I'm going to start with this week is Miss Epiphany Castro. It's a piece called Say It, and I've really been thinking about her a lot lately, you know, with her doing her school teaching and, and all the stuff that's going on in the world and you know, just kind of wondering how she's doing. I just want to send out some special love to her, play this track of hers, and I know you are going to love it. Here we go. Miss Epiphany Castro with Say It. Upon 
That was Miss Epiphany Castro with Say It 
absolutely love that piece by her. All right, guys, you know what time it is, right? It is time to get to our callers. So once again, if you would like to call in and read for us tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. We do take uh, callers in the order that you call in. So if you're uh, on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. Listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. That's vitally important. You want to make sure that people know who's reading. And remember that these are archived. You can go back and you can listen to a show from 10, 14 years ago. And you may not know everybody reading on that show. So it's really important to make sure that your name is attached to your work. Anytime you send it, I mean, you're basically verbally publishing your poem when you come on here and share it. Make sure your name is attached to it. Introduce yourself. And it's just polite. <laughs> I may know, but there's lots of people who may not, especially in the future. So, yeah introduce yourself right now you can read two poems if the lines get too busy and we have to change that and cut it back to one i will let you know at that time but right now you're good to go at two when you are done reading please make sure that you give out your url that's really important so that people know how to come find you and get to know you and your work better and then please remember we have a mature rating so that means you are going to hear just about you are going to hear just about anything and uh, as we always do, with the exception of hardcore erotica, no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Other than that, you're good to go. So I'm going to go ahead and give our first three callers so you know where you are if you're coming up fairly quickly. Our first caller tonight comes from area code. Let's get that over there. Our first caller tonight comes from area code 540, followed by 562 and 530. So that kind of gives you an idea of where you are in the lineup. Let's go ahead and bring on area code 540. Are you with us, my dear? Hey, this is Phil down in Virginia. <laughs> it is. How are you, my love? Yeah. I'm fine. Philip Church, I should say. This is Philip Church down in Virginia. No, I'm doing uh, wall-to-wall and treetop tall down here. <laughs> Ooh. How are you? It is so good. I'm I'm doing awesome. It's so good to hear from you. You know, I, I cannot yeah. tell you. You, got, you guys have to understand, you know, all of us have our public, our public selves, the part that we show people, the part we share on the Internet. But we all have a secret selves, and we all have many different facets to ourselves. And like you hear me yeah. reference my, my paleo, paleo Nyla, the fact that I, I go out on fossil digs and play in dirt and cliffs in the middle of nowhere and, garden, and dig up bones. You know, that's, that's one of my facets that's not real well known about me. Um, but Philip and I have so many things in common, you know, that especially where we're all cloistered in our homes right now, I really wish that I lived next door to him so that we could sit in front of our big picture windows and hold up signs to each other and, you know, point to things, you know, and show us our, the newest antique books we've get, we've gotten. And, and he's just, Philip, you're absolutely a fascinating and amazing man. And I am so glad you're my friend. I just want to tell you that. Well, ditto here. I, I I can say the exact same about you. You know, we're uh, uh, we're kind of cut from a, a similar cloth there. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, my uh, my heart is taking. Uh, it's looking more and more. Uh, uh, you know, after my divorce and everything, uh, you, you'd think it'd go right to a man cave type deal, but it's actually starting to look more like a like a museum. <laughs> <laughs> But I love all this stuff. I really do. I really do. And, uh, 
uh, yeah, these are, uh, you know, these are some rough times, and I, uh, I'm just going to do the one poem tonight. I'm sort of running out of battery power myself here, but, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're coming up on Easter, and tomorrow's Good Friday, and, uh, you know, regardless of, you know, your beliefs and stuff, you know, this, this story, the passion, you know, that uh, Jesus Christ, where he was uh, crucified, you know, uh, executed on Friday, and then buried, and then uh, everything just seemed so terrible, you know, and, and lost, and and then on the third day, you know, he, he rose up from the grave. You know, the story is uh, uh, is, is changed completely. You know, the script is flipped, and and uh, that's that's the beautiful thing about the uh, the gospel story. And uh, if you appreciate it, you know, just for its literary components, or if you're a believer, you know, which I am, and also. But you know, I think it, it kind of it can, can kind of speak to what we're going through right now today, uh, because you know we're going through a really tough time right now, and we don't know what's on the other end of all this. So, this is a poem that I wrote a long time ago for Good Friday, and uh, it's called Fridays Here. Now, here we go. There has never been a greater sense of loss is when they took him down from off the cross. Now, he had played his part and given the most, and it broke the heart when he gave up the ghost. Though able to do it, his own life he did not save. He fought his way through it, and now he lies in the grave. They've laid him in a tomb that wasn't his own, and then all hope was lost. They sealed up the stone. Our lives can get tough, and we all know it. We lack the stuff. Can't help but to show it. On life's stormy seas, we can be tempest-tossed. We go weak in the knees, afraid we may be lost. Now, in our days, we all get bad news, and on our ways, we might have the blues. When our life's troubles just push to the brink, we should take the time to just stop and think. Times might get hard and things look bad. What's happened to all the hope we had? The sky's gone dark and all is dreary. Life becomes cruel when feeling so weary. A loss so dear as the world keeps humming. Yes, Friday's here, but Sunday's coming. In poem. That was beautiful, sweetheart. Uh, thank you. And you were talking earlier about, you know, really, I think because so many people are home, I think they're spending more time online and spending more time on here. And, you know, you've been really reaching out and communicating with people all over the world with some of your writing. And I'm really proud of you for that. I think that's really, really awesome. That's what it's all about for me. You know, I live and die for this, and and uh, I am. I'm, I'm I'm sending, I'm putting poetry out there on social media, and I'm getting feedback uh, from really all around the world from people that uh, they get what I'm doing. They get, the, you know, in the middle of all this this ugly 
bad stuff that's happening in our world, you know, we can penetrate with uh, that that laser point of light and love and poetry and art. You know, it's still the spark that that's, will never die. Absolutely beautiful. All right, my darling, uh, are you going to just share the one, or did you want to share two tonight? That's going to have to do it for me, I'm afraid. I'm getting a little sore on my breath and everything, but I'll listen for a little while, and uh, hopefully, if all goes well, we'll be uh, doing this again next week, uh, same bat time, same bat town. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Shoot me a message. Give me a call later on the week if you... You get a little stir crazy and uh, just take care of yourself, sweetheart. Hey, you too. All right, honey. Bye bye. All righty. Our next caller comes from. Oh, come on. Come on. All right. There we go, I think. All right. Our next caller, as I said, area code 562. 562, are you with me? Good evening, Nala. This is Samuel Rain, a.k.a. Complicated Passions, Dark Man. Hello, my complicated man, you. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's been a while. Enjoying it. Yeah, well, you know, I was on the show last week. I did listen for two hours and 14 minutes last week. (laughs) I didn't get on, but, but I enjoyed it. Did you, were you in the lineup? Did you, did I just miss you or something? Yes. What yes, a bitch. You, you said, we're going into overtime. And then you said, bye. <laughs> so it was cool. I'm like, okay, missed that. Because I, I, I didn't press one until late, you know. I, I was so something must have happened so many other because I went off the air when I got to the last caller in my lineup. So there was nobody below my last caller. So I don't know what happened. If you weren't just showing or somehow uh-huh. you got, when you, you got above where I was, I don't know. I'm so sorry. I'm so uh, sorry. That's okay. That's okay. You know, it's, it's, so it's blog now. talk, you know, and sometimes it happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sometimes it happens. Yeah, I, I've just been enjoying it, you know. Uh, well, we're, we're on lockdown in California, so um, mm-hmm. not really, but, you know, you just want to practice everything that they're telling you. Uh, we're not as bad as New York, and, and, you know, I only can pray for those people who have lost uh, family members to to this, and so it's just out there, you know. And be safe, you know. Just whatever they tell you, you need to do. You need to do it if you have underlying conditions. Stay home. Get, get somebody else to go out and do your shopping for you. You know that's not sick. It doesn't that, that doesn't have underlying conditions and that kind of thing. But it's always good because there's poetry live every Thursday. Ever since I've been on Blog Talk at the Speakeasy Cafe. Right. I mean, you and I are sitting here all face-to-face, intimate, talking, bullshitting. And, like, this is social distancing. Like I said in my post, social distancing at its best. Where can you be this close and share and everything like that and still be safe? This is awesome. This venue, you know, for this type of a thing, this venue is amazing. It still gives us an outlet to go out and, and be in touch with our friends, our creative sides, our you know, to feed ourselves something and not go stir crazy. So I'm glad you're here, baby. Hi. Yeah. And, that, and, hi, yeah hi. and as you say, people from all over the world 
can hear you mm-hmm. on this show because this this is one of the longest running shows that's still on Blog Talk for poetry. So you know, mm-hmm. I, I I respect the fact that you uh, have been on for so long and you continue to do it. So it's amazing. So uh, and, and I want to tell the folks that that uh, next week on April the fourteenth, I will be broadcasting live on Instagram for my birthday, and. If you're home with your significant other, you want to listen in to this. It is going to be the most romantic show on live that day. So what day is your birthday? April the 14th. And I will be on Instagram as cepoetry.la. And if you're not following me now, you want to follow me before then. And then share it with your friends because... This will be my first time doing it live for Instagram. You know, so, so that'll be your birthday's before the next show. So are you ready for this? Are you ready? Yeah, let me have it. All right. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, complicated passions. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. I didn't know I was going to get that surprise. I was waiting for something. Didn't know I was going to do that. I was going to try to do it, you know, because, you know, your complicated passions and all that. I was going to try to do it like Marilyn Rowe going, happy birthday to you. But I would would have started giggling and laughing and it would have just sounded like crap. So (laughs) happy birthday, Mr. Complicated Passion. That that makes it real. (laughs) It makes it real. It, It makes it real when you can just be yourself, you know. And that's what I try to do. So I'm going to drop these two poems so I can get out of people's way because I know that uh, this show goes on for three hours, but there are a lot of callers. And and thank you guys for calling in and supporting. And thanks to all the people who are sponsoring the show as well. Um, It's a great thing. So much love to you. So the first poem I'm going to share is something that I picked from three different books. And and I'm putting it in a new book because those books are no longer available. So they'll get a chance to get a taste of something from the past. And then the other poem I'm going to do is something that I wrote using a poet's name. So this is the first poem. It's called Character. Okay? Check it out. She was a motion picture I wanted to star in. Not just acting. I wanted that dark man blues thing, loving a queen. I wanted to... Hero myself in, taking chances, loving her like she wants to be. So I told her, own me. Turn me out, no doubt I'm about this life. Two souls becoming one. It's you setting the scale for me. Asking when my love's in me. Speaking R.I.P. to the love I used to be addicted to. Yes, I found myself addicted. I had to drop digits. My wanting to hear sexy, damn, I wanted to taste it. Like a drug, it had me. It was like confirmation, and in another moment, I had to have it, making those pillows scream once again, to have her taking me deep, like my dreams, calling my name. It's got me addicted. And that's that piece. That was beautiful. Thank I have you. missed you. I have missed you so much. You have no idea. 
But, well, I, I miss coming on to the show. I, I, I'm going to, not because we're going through this, but I, I'm going to start sharing a little bit more, you know, because I, I, I get into writing and editing and publishing other authors, and, and then I get busy, and then it's that time of the day that normally right now at 5 o'clock I would we start cooking my dinner, but today I'm not cooking, so I'm free. So that's why, you know, I can make it. But a lot of times I'm cooking dinner when your show comes on. So <laughs> that's why I was like, I can't do both. Well, I could, but it would be an interruption to my making love in the kitchen, you know, when I'm cooking. All you have so to do, my, my do. sweet, is print, print a poem out on your computer. Take it and stick it to your refrigerator uh-huh. with a magnet. And while you're standing there <laughs> stirring your pasta sauce, you can read it off the fridge. In fact, you know how well, hot that would be? You no, know, uh, no. Uh, a lot of times, uh, like now, to this piece that I just did, that's a poem that, that uh, I'm, I'm, I want to learn because I want to, when we go live again and there's open mics or something, I'm going to do it live, just like this next poem that I'm going to do, you know. So, and then if I read a poem, before you before you do the I, I next one, I have to give you a prompt. Okay. Because if I don't, I'll forget. Shit goes out of my head really fast. So we're talking about reading poetry in the kitchen, and that takes me the whole thought of, you know, cooking. How what a loving act cooking is? Because I said, you know, that would be damn sexy. You reading a poem while you're cooking? Because to me, there's I don't cook. I'm a horrible cook. And to me, there's nothing sexier than a man cooking. You know, sorry, you put it, you put an apron on and I'm just toes curl. Um, so I want you to write a poem. I want you, I want you to write a poem about cooking a meal for a woman, explaining why you're cooking it for her, explaining the love that goes into cooking it, the choices that you make, the menu that you have, why you're preparing it the way you are. I want you to poetically prepare a meal of love for someone. I got you. It's going to be dope. And and when I when I write it, then I will come on and share it on the show. Yeah, I, okay. I don't think people are going to be messed up. I, I hope nobody started looking for me because, you know, I don't want the the guys to get upset because I did this and they ladies start talking about. I want that. I want that. So you know, so I when I was younger, actually. Even still, I I love dancing, and I have I've been I've been a dancer my entire life, right? And I had this friend of mine who was this, a friend, a male friend, who was a great dancer. And we would go out dancing together and stuff, not as boyfriend and girlfriend, just buddies. We would go out dancing together. And he would sit there and he would point out a, a girl. And he would, and you could, she'd be sitting there, but she wouldn't be dancing. She'd be sitting there with a boyfriend. And he would always tell me, show me a man who doesn't dance and I'll show you a woman I can steal. Mm, and okay. and it didn't he could, and <laughs> yeah. it was I mean he could and he wasn't the greatest looking guy I mean he was a nice looking guy but he wasn't you know he wasn't you know poster child for abs guy you know he was just this normal average looking guy you walking down the street you know and but and any woman any woman if the guy didn't dance he would steal her it was just a thing for him and for me that's cooking yeah. you know. <laughs> It is. If if my man doesn't cook for me, I can be stolen like that. <laughs> Just like that. Wow. Just Amazing. like that. I yeah. I can be bought with a turnover. I'm so easy. It's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I had to give you that prompt, though. Okay. This piece is called Analog Soul, and uh, I'm I'm writing a project 
the first one was in a self-titled book called Samuel Rain Finding Me. This other project, because I'm, I'm doing two at one time, is called Her Essence Resonating Endlessly. So the book is titled Here. But this is a poem from that project, and it's called Analog Soul. I'll be making love like a woman wants a man to do. Like stars, grace, night skies, I'm that midnight to your fantasy. I'll be a cappella flashback in like your body's hungry for me. Analog this. Picture me making love to your mind, a prelude to wetness. Have you ever been tempted by a kiss? Taste the moments you have missed like illusions, your body trembling, whispering, take all of me. You know I will. Say yes to my name. Now imagine being read by Samuel Rain, inking the future me into you. I'll wait for the mystery in peace. I love it. Absolutely love it. It's so good to hear you. Thank you. You're welcome, good to honey. Share, you know. Isn't it fun? All right. So, yeah. So, you know, people uh, be ready for April the 14th live on Instagram, CE Poetry. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at CEPoetry.LA or on Facebook at Samuel Rain for the time that this is going to go live and I will be live and I will be sharing uh, from the Passions Private Collection. Well, do me a favor. And when you're ready to do that, you can promote it before, but especially right before you're ready to go on, make sure that you post that, the link and everything so people can get to it. Pages is kind of like a, a bulletin board for the cafe. And, you know, it's a place for everybody to promote themselves and share information. And, and, you know, so, please, please make sure that you do that. You know, this is kind of a microwave generation. Yeah. People can plan on doing something, and then by the time they remember it, it's two weeks past. You know, so to get someone to do something, you usually have to catch them in the 15 minutes prior to it happening. So, you know, let people know what's going on, but be sure to post it on my page right before you go live. I, I, I would definitely do that. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to uh, share it on your page now, and then I'm going to share it on your page um, the day before and the day of so that people, if they're paying attention, they can start following me at cepoetry.la. Absolutely perfect. Okay. All right, my dear. I appreciate you. Thank you Thank so you much, very sweetheart. Much. All right. All we'll right. talk to you soon, honey. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 530. 530, you are on the air. Good evening. This is uh, Gabriel, a.k.a. Tacito, called in last hey, week. Hey, Gabriel. How are you, sweetheart? Good. To see, good, good. I'm doing okay. Um, it was a pretty rough morning uh, and day, but better, a little bit better now. I'm, I'm just unfortunate to be able to uh, be given another, another uh, week to be here. So two in a row, so I'm happy about that. Well, I am really glad that you are back here and sharing, and this is awesome. <laughs> well, good, good. Um, so I, I have a uh, I have a couple of uh, pieces. So the the title for this first one is is the uh, is uh, it's called Sonata, and this is the it's in my current most you know most uh, most updated book release called Matters of the Heart, which is on Amazon. So 
again, title of this is called Sonata. She quietly whispered her song. Slow dancing with pearl ivories, my heart enraptured an upheaval of psychological warfare. Breaths confined my tears as I remember the first time the silence helped me with such want and such need. My smile became inconspicuous, an elaborated plea to stop the minutes and stop the seconds. My wounds writhed in familiarity. I ached to hold this emancipated sunshine, for it knew from where I fell. It caressed my abandoned memories, pleading to apologize for those inflicted with withering kisses and icy shoulders. Say something new, she sang quietly say something. The ivories knew, the memories never withdrew. I melt into silver-lined animosity, this uninhibited rage screaming towards my metallic heavens. My solidarity reached reaches for bonded reckonings, and all I wanted was to be held. I wanted yesterday to go away and return as an apology for an illuminated tomorrow. Love reminded me of my errors through the ivory, so I held it closer to my smile. I dared love to make me descend again. It would not. It knew the hurt that it had caused, the blindness in its tattered paths, sticks and stones, sticks and stones, brittle bones. Where were my friends when they allowed love to molest the innocence of my home. My darkness never felt so bright. Say something new. That's it. That was incredible. That was absolutely, absolutely incredible. You are welcome. (laughs) You are welcome for (laughs) sure. Hey, what is your, how do you spell your last name? Find you on Facebook. Um, well, I'm not on Facebook, unfortunately. Um, How'd you I'm find us? Well, I well, I used to come to your show years ago. So when mm-hmm. I was running my show on um, when I was running my show on uh, Block Talk Standard One. That's right. Uh, yeah, and um, so I never forgot you guys. I just Aww. life life got in life got in the way, and so I couldn't call as much as I used to. I wasn't being able to. I wasn't able to dedicate as much as I used to, but, um, you know, but with everything going on and even before this, and this is something I, th- I think I mentioned last week, I, I wanted, I've been wanting to come back here. Cause I, again, I never forgot, you know, you guys, your show. And I was, and I was very happy to see that you, you're still on it, um, doing your thing. And so, you know, so for me, you know, with, with the variety of reasons that, you know, that's, and that'll be a good segue to the next Poem I'm going to read. It's going to be a great segue, actually. But <laughs> didn't plan that part. But, um, but again, it just I just never forgot you guys. So I mean, I've been so technically I've been listening. I've been listening to you know to you all since um, God 2010, 2011, yeah, 2010, yeah, 2009, 2009, 2010. So that's craziness. Isn't it crazy? I know. It is time has uh yeah, time has flown for better and worse. So yeah. <laughs> okay. How does it segue? Okay. 
The title of this piece, uh, this is going to be in my next upcoming book up, uh, up called Uprising. Um, uh, the title of this is called Five Minutes Alone. Why don't you tell us what is on your mind? A moment of welcome serenity. This group of three doctors are now prepared to write my responses against their lined legal-sized parchment. I was assaulted. I was attacked. I was abused. My emotions now quantified. Light scribbles from the group's blue-colored executive-style pens slow dance between the lines. Go on, they whispered. There were those that were very close to my heart who didn't believe me. Sorry, hang on. They either looked away or looked blankly at me. Sometimes both. Heartache began to emasculate the currency of my words. The group's silence became a powerful tenor against their pens. What did you do? They asked. I was helpless. I was frozen, and I was lost. I was screaming inside of my head to let this end. I wanted to. No, they interrupted. What did you do? You responded, didn't you? You had control, and you chose to let it happen. How important is validation to you? You know emotions can cloud up the actual reality in your mind. Isn't that why you're here? because you're simply at fault and now looking for an out. My voice crumbled and spoke in fractured dialects. Vowels became victimized. Consonants coiled in its insanity. I simply screamed in silence. No words could escape just like that night. Our five minutes are up, sir. Thank you for sharing. Good luck on your future endeavors. Two of them speak robotically. As they walked away, the third drops their pen, looking gently on my moistened, angered cheekbones. You can't erase what's been done, but there is still power in this. Write these wrongs and know that I believe you. That's it. Wow. That was phenomenal. That was that was that was wow. That was incredible. You're very welcome. Very welcome. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, there you go. I always find it difficult to even talk after I after I read that because I've only read it. I've only ever read it once. I one I one of my open mic nights and. It was a very difficult thing to read. I mean, clearly it was still it was still difficult to read now, but I powered through it, and I think that that um, it's a good thing because um, you know it's a reminder that I'm not as weak as I thought I was, and uh, yeah, so um, yeah, so there you go, <laughs> and so for any other poets out there, any other writers who um, have been weakened, let those words forge you and strengthen you. 
so you have a voice to push back. So, I'm a voice to push <laughs> back. That was awesome. Thank you. I'm ready for that. <laughs> Thank you. So. Okay. All right. So how can people find you? So right now, the best way um, would be on my website. Um, yeah, my website is a November Rain, um, which is a, the greater spectrum of all that I'm involved with in that all that I'm doing in the community with uh, with um, art development, writing, music, the whole, the whole shebang. Uh, so the website is is uh, n o v r e i g n dot art. So novrain dot art is the website again, short for November Rain. So that's the best way to find me. Take a look at everything going on there. Shoot me a shoot me a uh, you know a comment, an email from you know contact from there if you'd like. You know either way. Um, the only other way, find my, find my books on Amazon. Um, my I have so my three books on Amazon. There's the first one I wrote um, many a long time ago. God, I think it was ten years ago actually. Yeah, 2020. It's been almost ten years now. Um, called um, As I Stand. Then my second book. Both my second and third book came out last year. Um, the second book is called Incipient, and then the third one, most recent, called Matters of the Heart. So, search for search for that, and you'll see it's still under my old pen name, Drake Essas. Um, but the fourth book will be the transition from my old pen name to my new one. So, yeah, there you go. Very cool. And that was N O V R A I N. R E I G R E I. Okay. Yep. Okay. 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 I got it. Yep. Dot, I found yep. it. All right, I'm going to post that on my. I was trying to make sure I had the right one, so I'm going to post that on my page for people to find oh, on my okay. my Facebook Thank page you. for you. You're welcome. Cool. Thank you. You so are much. welcome. All right, right. Judy. So try to be back next week if you get a chance to. And I'm really glad that you're here, hon. Same here. And I'm very, very grateful. So keep keep being excellent and uh, I'll be I'll be locked in for a bit. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, sweetheart. All right. Take care. Bye bye. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and give you our next three callers so you kind of know where you are. We have two one nine seven five seven and 256 and then we have 402503 i'm looking down this um, we have seven or excuse me 407 and 919 neither of you are in the lineup so 407 and 919 if either of you would like to come on the air and talk with us tonight please press one on your phone if you're here just listening and hanging out appreciate you being here hope you're enjoying the show and if you change your mind at any time 407 or 919 go ahead and press one and we will bring you on all right, with that said, let's grab 219. 219, are you with us? Yes, now this is Brother O from East Chicago, Indiana. How you doing? Hey, Brother O, how are you doing, sweetheart? I'm doing, doing well. I'm doing very well. So can you hear me taking a drink of root beer on the air when I do that? 
Did you just hear me take a drink of my soda? Yes, 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 I did. <laughs> oh, well, crap. I'm glad you guys love me. We are professionals here. <laughs> uh, so the dog ate my old because we were doing all this stuff at home via the internet. Uh, the dog ate my like uh, super dog, expensive dog headset. Ate, it ate did. It seriously, I'll take a picture of it. He seriously did. I swear to you. So I had to like you know trunk shop online through. They threw it in my trunk in a drive-by trunking new audio headset, best I could find at least in this area. And I, I think that it's kind of working crappy. So, but that's okay. We're here, yeah. and we don't always do this pretty, but at least we always do it, right? Right. Okay. So what's going on with you? What are you going to share with us tonight? Oh, uh, well, yeah. Yeah, it's a poem called, Brother, how are you dealing with the coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic? My <clears throat> dear brothers and sisters, due to the current coronavirus pandemic, all my extracurricular activities, and love life are put on hold until further notice. I'm under a mandatory stay-at-home order in the state of Indiana until the spread of the modern-day plague is brought into control. Isaiah 26 and 20 declares, Come, my people, in my chambers. It place itself under quarantine and go into your place in hiding for a period of time until my anger is calmed down. Brothers and sisters, this coronavirus ain't no joke. It could, it could potentially put you in the hospital for several days or weeks or kill you or someone you know. Please stay home unless you have to do essential travel and save not only your life but somebody else's life. I want the higher risk categories to my pre-existing medical condition. If I tested positive for this virus, I would be in the hospital for at least a week. My recovery period would be at least three to six weeks. The worst case scenario for me, I would die from this disease. At first, I was afraid of coming into contact with someone who had the coronavirus, afraid of never being able to go out again, being confined at home like I was actually in jail or prison, solitary confinement, afraid of never being able to connect with my friends, Again, and go out on dates with women again. My first reaction, why did I have to go through this again? You know, I stay in quarantine for a very long period of time. I was hospitalized three times last year. Yeah, I didn't intend to go through, through this hell again. My dear brothers and sisters, as major sports leagues either postpone or cancel their seasons, as March Madness was canceled, schools and colleges were closing down. As bars and casinos and restaurants and other businesses started shutting down, social distancing started becoming the norm. Gatherings were a great, gradually reduced in number. And as the majority of the states started issuing stay at home or shutting place orders, as the number of confirmed cases and deaths began spreading across the nation, I came to the realization that it wasn't worth gambling my life and risking my health. So I decided to stay home until further notice. Now, brother, how are you dealing handling the coronavirus pandemic? 
My dear brothers and sisters, I'm taking all in stride in dealing with this serious male crisis very well. I'm approaching it with the mentality of seeking the rainbow in the midst of the dark clouds. I'm actually enjoying this season of solitude. I'm spending more time with my family, spending more time writing new material, and I'm going to start the process of choosing poems and I testimonial poetry books soon. Y'all writing things about this situation? I'm learning new ways to communicate and stay connected with friends using technology. I'm, I'm checking up on people who are vulnerable at least once a day. I'm spending more time reading the Bible along with prayer and meditation. I'm more appreciative of who and what I have in my life right now, and I'm in a good place in my life, too. Right now, as soon as coronavirus is brought in control in due time and due season, and ride the storm until it passes over this nation, I'll be resuming my normal activities and outings. To close out this poem, I'm going to be reciting Psalm 91 for you guys. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He is Lord, my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. <clears throat> but he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly diseases. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. The favor promises of your armor and protection. Not be afraid of the tremors of the night, nor the arrows that fly in the day. Not tread the disease that starts in the darkness, nor the disaster that strikes in the midday. Though a thousand may fall at your side, though ten thousand are down around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are being punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you... Made the most high your shelter. No evil will conquer you whatsoever. No plague will come near your house. But he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold up, hold you up with their hands. So you won't hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fears, lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I'll protect those who trust in my name. Whenever they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in this trouble. I will rescue and honor them, and I'll reward them with a long life and give themselves my salvation in poem. Absolutely wonderful. Always love your conviction, Brother O. Amazing. Thank you. Always a strong message from you. All right. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come visit with you, how they can get to know you better, find you, all that good stuff. Well, again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Brother the Living Miracle Professional Portion of Chicago, Indiana. Inviting all of you to join, to connect with me on Facebook on Omar Brother O'Gavin. And as always, I appreciate your support every week, and uh, and very pretty soon that uh, that same poem that I did tonight will be will be uh, published by Inner Child Press in a special coronavirus 
what that they're doing. And uh and uh I got got and um looking forward to the to the greatest things that are stored for me during this season. So thanks very much, guys. Thank you, sweetheart. And you be safe out there, okay? I sure will. All right, hon. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, take care now. Be bad next too, week. All righty. Okay. So our next caller comes from area code 757-757. You're on the air. Hey, now it's Tamiko Barnett. Hey, Tamiko, how are you, love? I'm doing all right. How are you? Absolutely wonderful. It's good to hear from you. Oh, thank you. Uh, good to be heard. I just have one poem tonight. Um, just a real quick haiku. Um, and and right now it's untitled. I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards... Um, The world is watching, but you know it's that's that's just where it is right now. So here goes. <laughs> um, saturated in TV, disconnected from the internet now. In peace. Wow, it was too short, but wow. <laughs> so yeah, I know I didn't do a multiverse. Usually haikus don't have titles, but if I were to put a title up, I would just put watchers. Mm, okay. Because I was leaning either with the world is watching or watching or something like that, and I really wasn't sure what to say yet. And I put disconnected from the internet because that's my state at this point, but um. It's not just me. Um, just uh, being connected to the news and things like that, there have been some people who have been having a hard time being connected on the Internet and stuff, um, particularly school children and um, other people and stuff. And so I've been hearing some different stories about surrounding cities where the public library, even though they're closed, um, they're using their mobile thing that they use to get books to people in different locations um, and also letting them use their mobile Wi-Fi because they can, they, can mm-hmm. they can use it within 30 feet as a hotspot, you know. And That's one of the that. things that the schools are doing is they're putting uh, portable Wi-Fi hotspot stuff on their school buses, and they're sending their school buses out into different uh, neighborhoods so that the kids in those neighborhoods can connect to Wi-Fi to do their their uh, schoolwork via Internet. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome, I think. You know, the only, I just tell people to be smart, to think. think I mean, when you, every time you look at something, think of cause and effect chain of events. You know, mm-hmm. Grubhub is really a big thing right now. People can't go out, so they're ordering their food in. But you don't know who touched that food. You don't know who packed that food. You don't know who cooked that food. You don't know who put it in their car. You don't know who handed it to you. And you're taking it and you're putting it directly into your mouth. No, don't do that. Cook at home, folks. You're not going to die of your own cooking unless you're me. 
You know, when you go grocery shopping, when you come home, you don't know who packed that. You don't know who stocked it or anything. You know, you may wash your hands, but then you reach in and you take your jug of milk out of the, the trunk and you touch your doorknob and you put it in and you put it on your counter and you put it in your fridge. You don't know who touched that. You don't know what's on it. So, you know, when wear your gloves to the store. Don't be overly crazy, but be smart. Wear your gloves to the store. When you get your food home, wipe it down with, with uh, disinfectant wipes and then put it in your fridge. Throw your gloves away. You know, don't sit there and be all careful and then reach in and grab a contaminated milk jug out of your refrigerator. Just think about the fingerprints left on something that gets from point A to point B and protect yourselves and be safe. I don't want to lose any of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just don't use the disinfectant on the vegetables and the fruit. But, um, that's... You know, I I'm doing I'm, I'm, I'm doing, can, I'm doing I'm frozen or canned. I'm not even doing fresh ones. Frozen I'm, or canned I'm, is all I'm doing right now. I'm just joking. I know people know know to not do that with fresh foods, but um, you know. I don't know. A little bleach never hurt anybody, right? Oh my God! Somebody <laughs> said something. Somebody <laughs> said something to me one time not too long ago on the phone about using bleach. About using a little bit of bleach and some disinfecting wipes that they happen to find at a store and use them on their hands instead of hand sanitizer. And I said, please tell me this is an April Fool's joke. It wasn't April Fool's Day. It wasn't April Fool's Day, but it was like, please tell me this is April Fool's joke because you should not be putting that stuff, rubbing that stuff into your skin. It's like hot. Water and soap is fine. We ain't got to go. Please don't go create another illness <laughs> in your body. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm like, you really scared of whatever this is? It's going to be all right eventually. I mean, I know people have passed away. I know people have gotten sick. But at some point, this has to calm down. They can't. This can't just keep going on at this rate consistently. Like, I just don't believe that. So it's like, you know, no need to sicken yourself doing something else crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Stop drinking the Drano, people. Because you're that afraid of... um, Something getting on you You know So it's like Okay just do the six feet thing And it's all weird It's all strange To have to live like this But it's like It's better to just walk Six feet away from somebody Come home Wash your hands With hot water and soap And call it a day Like You ain't got to go crazy And rub your hands with Clorox That scared the crap out of me But I was just like just talk calm and tell her to use hot water and soap. I'm like, it's not April 1st, so she's not doing the April Fool's joke. She ain't said April Fool's yet. That's what I was waiting on. <laughs> like, please say April Fool's. Like, what this morning? So, that was just scary, but I'm like, people just, it's getting people to the point where they're starting to do strange things. People's on TV talking about somebody dressing up in a ball gown to take their trash out, and some woman wore a tutu 
to take her trash out, and it's like people are some some people just a few just tipping over the edge. That's all. Just <laughs> tipping over the edge. Tipping over the air. I don't want you to be one of them, Nala. I'm I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Just don't cook your own food, apparently, because you like okay. <laughs> you don't I'm good it. at microwaving. I got lots of microwavable stuff. I'm good. There you go. And now I have a jar of sweet relish. The hot dogs are horrible. I hate hot dogs. I've never eaten hot dogs again, but. The sweet relish, I've never tasted anything so good in my life. I've never, oh, my God, it's so good. It's so freaking good. You said nobody oh. ever told you. Nobody ever told you. No, I had no, how could I have known? Seriously, how could I? It's the kind that's like mixed with mustard, so it's kind of yellowy. Yellowy, yeah. mustardy, sweet relish, pickles, goodness of joy and delight. Yum. Yeah, that's what people put on the hot dogs and stuff, yeah. No, eat it out of the jar with a spoon. Yum. That's that's my new ice cream. <laughs> See, tipping over the eight. I'm, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make I'm gonna make relish popsicles. That's what I'm gonna do. That stuff must be tasting good to you. Okay, <laughs> I'm really gonna try making a relish popsicle now. I seriously, I'm so sorry, you guys. I know that I'm weird, but that just yummy, yummy. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Uh, I'll take pictures. But that's all I have for tonight, though, and I'll be back next week. And um, my website is poetrysoup.com forward slash M-E forward slash T-A-M-E-K-O, the number one and number three. My name is Tamiko, T-A-M-E-K-O, Barnett, B-A-R-N-E-T-T-E. There's some other things out there with some poems and some stories and some ramblings and all kinds of other stuff that I've written over the years since the 90s out there. So you can Google my name. Sometimes my name is written with Tamiko L. Barnett. Um, Yep. So, yep. Awesome. All right, my love. We will talk to you next week. Yep. Perfect. All right. We'll see you then, sweetheart. Thank you, honey. All right. You take care. <laughs> you too, son. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Miss Tamiko Barnett. Our next caller comes from area code 256. 256, you're on the air. Good evening, Nyla. How are you doing here? Hey, sweetheart. It is so good to hear from you. Oh, it's so good to be heard. I know, right? It's better from my end hearing you, though. Oh, I got okay. I got the best end of this deal. Well, even if I didn't get the best end of it, I got a pretty good. Ah, <laughs> uh, so what's going on with you? Fill me in. What's what's the updates? Oh, the updates. Um, we have gotten ourselves about as prepared as we can. We are now in the process of family prepared as they can. To vacate? Prepared as they can for round two. 
I'm getting ready to buy some land up in the mountains. There's like 30 acres for $6,000 way up in the mountains. You know, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that sounds good right now. I'm going to become one of those crazy preppers. Well, I, I don't think you have to go so far as to be a crazy prepper, but I think I want to be optimistic, you know, but I've always been taught you plan for the worst, then you hope for the best. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I do a lot of camping by myself. I go out into the boonies, I, and seriously, out in the middle of nowhere where there's no cell service, no helicopter's going to fly over the top to find me. And so when I pack, I pack, I think of every single thing that could happen that could go wrong and and make sure I have something for that situation. And that probably takes up maybe a third of my packing space. And 99% of the time, I don't need any of it. And it goes back, unpacked, back into its little places on the shelves. But if anything ever happened and I needed, needed it, I would have it. I don't want to go into the dark forest and not know what could be behind the shadows and not know what to do if it's there. So I think that preparedness, being smart and being prepared and logical are the best defense against things like this. That's why I said, yeah. you know, don't bring a contaminated, dirty you know, milk jug into your house. And just because you put disinfectant on your hands, think you're okay. Wipe down your milk jug. Be smart. You don't know who stocked that on the shelves. You don't know who packed it in the truck. You don't know who you worked on the factory. You may not know who picked it up, looked at it, decided no one put it back. Yeah. So, you know, you, you just don't know. And so what's logic? What, what can you do? You have san- sanitary wipes. You wipe down your stuff before you put it in the fridge. You wipe it down when you get home. You wipe your counter down. You use your hand stuff. You know, it's not a big deal. Be smart. No. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Tell them I get a chance to break away and get out and actually do some spoken word. I take. (laughs) You know. (laughs) that's That's my prepping right there. You know, get everything done that we're going to get done, and then as soon as I get the opportunity, get out on the airwaves somewhere. And I'm going to throw this in, you guys, because this has nothing to do with poetry, but it's really a big pet peeve of mine right now. Everybody, more people in America are out and about than any other country. True. And we think, oh, we, we believe, that, oh, stay six feet away. Stay six feet away, and you're going to be fine. That only works right. if you're down, if you're upwind. <laughs> there you go. It only works if you're upwind. That's a little tiny virus. Think about a dandelion fluff. That's a big, heavy dandelion fluff. A little virus weighs much less than that. And it's as big as a, I mean, smaller than a speck of dust. It right. floats. It carries. The person, three people ahead of you cough, and the wind carries it right on you. So stay home. Be smart. Don't go out if you don't have to. Clean your sock drawers. Clean the garage. Paint a picture. Write a book. Stay home. Do some spoken word. Yeah. Here on the go. Speakeasy Cafe. There you every go. Thursday. That works. <laughs> there you go. Oh goodness gracious! All right, sweetheart, what do you have? Well, what I have is from the garden, and this was uh, a lyric that we were given as part of our Pandra Day. I'll rise up. 
Rise like the day. I'll rise up in spite of the ache. I will rise a thousand times. And that seemed very on point for the times we're in right now. So I wrote a piece called Persevere. Each soul has times of the will's endurance. Often the obstacle so large seems overwhelming. We doubt our strength to continue with needed persistence. Sometimes hard to find answers that are reassuring. The heart burden, the soul fatigue, and dark the day. Fear the constant nemesis in battle we're endure. Insidious, this nemesis beholds our hope and sway. Like a cancer in the soul, apocalypse to the mind. Should we panic, run screaming, proclaim end of days? Or see this challenge as a test for all of humankind? Finally join the fight for all of humanity not to end. And stand for one another, hearts and souls entwined. In faith and compassion we can rally, push on, and win. And as phoenix from the fire, all will rise from dark again in peace. I love it. Yeah, you need to get out and share your spoken word. <laughs> Thank you, dear. Thank you. You're very welcome. So you're staying pretty much close to home, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We, we have projects all over here, and usually about the only time we'll break out is if there's a family member who has health issues who might need something but really isn't a real good idea for them to go out there. We'll take care. So That's so awesome. sometimes it gets, it gets to be a lot of asses and elbows and dust to dawn, but we manage. So do you have, like, a headset and mic and everything? Can you record on your computer? Well, I could give it a shot. I I wouldn't swear to it, and it's a tablet. I don't have a computer. Hmm. I don't know if you can do that on a tablet or not. I've never tried that. Figure out if there's a way that you can do that. I've got a couple of young men here who are, are... more, far more tech savvy than I am, and if there's a way to do it, I'm sure they can show it. Tell them that you want to record a. I want you to record since you're sitting there and you've got all this time on your hand. I want you to record a workshop for us. A workshop. Yeah. Figure sure. out something you want to talk about and record a workshop for us, and we'll upload it and we'll we'll do a special show, do a workshop from you. Oh, or if okay. you want me to, if you want to, I can. Um, we can set up a private secret show that nobody knows about and I can call you in and then just turn you loose and it'll pre-record on a show like this and you can just talk and pre-record it like this. Just have everything in front of you and ready to go. I know, ideas. Ideas, right? I know. I'm going to light a fire under your guys' butt to do this somehow. (laughs) Well, I did do a workshop with you and Mr. George Wilde. I know, I know. And this is this is why. I wonder how George is doing, by the way. Yeah. Well, 
Uh, he was on the guard. He was on uh, World Poetry Open Mic, and Dennis was there with him. Both of them, you know, are from Michigan. Mm-hmm. And they seem to be, they seem to be hanging in there, you know. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to check up on those boys. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Mama, she's she's been making some of the rounds. I think you already know that. You know. I do. She's really good about that. I mean, she's Mama. She there's there's. there's she oh, should be like you, sainted or something. Have you heard this piece she does about you getting your inner MacGyver going? Yes, she did that last week. It was so awesome. I love that. <laughs> that, that immediately became one of my favorite Mama Olatechi pieces. Right there. Yeah. Ain't nobody coming. Oh, Mama. <laughs> That's too awesome. All right, sweetheart. Did you want to do a second piece? Well, I've got two different quotes that were inspiring poetry for me. One was from Amy Lowell, everything mortal has moments immortal. And one from William Blake, expect poison from standing water. The cistern contains, the fountain overflows. Mm, Those are both awesome. Very, I know. I know. I like the everything mortal has moments immortal. One will be going. And from that, I wrote a piece called Ever After. None have time without limits. Nothing assured. Forever after only in romanticism and, and fantasy good. Mortality determined sets timeline that limits our presence. Through human interaction, shared moments full time, from heartbreak, despair, to the joyous and sublime. In these moments, we set milestones within our existence. Like seasons and flux, inexorable changes. Spring's rebirth, winter's barren, life's diversity reigns. Through compassion, faith, and will, we leave our trails marked. In the sharing of ourselves and of heart's memory, we blind. A moment in another that may progress to next of one. Through love and giving, where immortal moments get their start. In peace. That was incredible. I've got to tell you, between the Garden of Poetry and Prose and Poetry of Springs and Grace, I am getting some amazing, amazing quotes as inspiration to write with. It, it, it is. It's, it's sort of like when I do have the opportunity to hear you and get the, that's my line. Mm-hmm. And some of those are just, wow, <laughs> you know. They are. That, that's what I get from this, these two groups, you know. And my, my biggest problem isn't finding something that inspires me to write. My biggest problem is getting the time. Because to like write said, everything that inspires you. I know, because 
like I said, a lot of the times up here, for at least now, until we see where this is going, it's a lot of, like I said, asses and elbows and dust to dawn. It is indeed. You can't help it because it's not just the family you live. You have family outside of that. You have friends outside of that. And, hey, if they need, who else have they got? That's true. Yeah. Things that make you go, hmm. Yeah, but if there's one thing I've learned when it comes to these kind of days, more times than not, it's the folks that understand what it is to do without who go out of their way to help those who have less. That's true. We should all help where we can. We should all Yes, we should. And uh, now the question is, uh, how many do? You know, it, it's, I hate to say it, but uh, these are some fairly jaded times. There's some great stories and great moments you get, but a lot of it is blame game, and it's not my responsibility, and it's sad. Because you would think if there would be one thing, that we could hold irregardless of our positions or our perspectives and all that, that we could hold in accord, it would be self-preservation. I kind of figure that's a big one. (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) What can I say? Uh, All right, darling. You know the drill. All right. My name is Stan Phillips. You can find me when I get the chance on Nyla's Speakeasy Cafe. Uh, you can find me co-hosting this coming Tuesday with Rebecca Hollywoods, a.k.a. Murder, She Wrote, The Hurt Locker on Epiphany Radio. Uh, this Friday, if I get the shot, I will be on World Poetry. Uh, my writing is posted in the Garden of Poetry and Prose and in Poetry of Springs Embrace. And I have poetry published in Philip Kent Church's group's anthology, Outlaw Poetry, We're in Cahoots, and in World Poetry Open Mics 2017, 2018, and 2019 anthologies, all on Amazon. And from hell or high water, this (laughs) Sunday, This Sunday, I will be on Epiphany Radio's Inspiration Factory with Paul Sampson because it is Easter, it is my birthday, and Easter is the day that I do my poem, Exodus. Make sure you post the link for that before you go on. Post that on my page. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Tell everyone how they can find you again, Facebook page. Oh, that's it. Stanley Phillips on Facebook. The guy from Alabama. (laughs) All right, honey. We will talk to you next week. Thank you so much. And thank you, Nyla. On to the next.
<laughs> bye bye, babe. All right, our next caller comes from area code 503. 503, you're on the air. Hi, Nana. Hey, sweetheart, Ooh. how are you doing? Oh, hi, I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, getting bored. We're are we on speakerphone? Oh, just a minute. We're not anymore. Oh, you sound so <laughs> much better. Before I was like, do, 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 do. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry John, about that, but Twilight I listen zone. on speaker until it's my time. Yeah, right. Okay, it sounded like so, you were in a room um, full of parrots that were like going, quack, 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 quack. Well, I hate to say it, but that's my bathroom. Oh, acoustic. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> uh, crap. I have um, a poem for you, but, and it's a very short poem, like I'm always a very short poem, but you started this show talking about men cooking in aprons, right? Right. Right? So yeah. Hot. So I have a really funny story that will only take a minute to tell about men cooking in aprons. Yes? No? Maybe? Yes. Want me to just stick to poetry or what? You can tell me your story. All right. All right. So I had this wife for 20 years. And about the 10-year point, we had gotten bored with each other in bed so we decided to spice it up and uh we were both cooks so what we would do is if the kid was out of the you know house for a day or whatever and whoever's turn it was to cook they had to cook naked with nothing but an apron on and the other one would have to distract them now this did not good, you know, it, it didn't make good dinners, but boy, dessert was great. <laughs> End of story. You know, it is true, by the way. <laughs> I, I think that every what? married couple does that kind of a bet type thing, or every couple does that kind of a bet thing once in a while. I was reading this book one time talking about kitchen stories and all that crap i was i was reading this book one time that said you know ways to spice up your marriage right and one of them right. said to you know get get all dressed up in like see-through saran wrap type stuff so anyway i did that i met my yeah. husband at the door wearing nothing but saran wrap right wow. and he looks at he looks at me and he says damn leftovers again Oh shit! <laughs> now that was not a nice thing. <laughs> but that's the bit, you know. I mean, that's, we don't all do character. We don't all do character well. I mean, one of the things we face as poets is that we don't do character well. So you know. Yeah, improvise instead of doing character, do action. Such as, you know, she would distract me while I was naked with an apron on, and I would do the same for her, you know, and um, sometimes it would be great, and sometimes I'd get slapped. Wow. Sorry, Thank sorry. You for, was that thank too, you for much, putting that too much in my information? Head. 
Yeah, and now, now someday in the future when I'm sitting there drooling in a beige hallway and I'm like 107, and that's the only image I recall. I want to thank you for that now. <laughs> oh, come on. Take it home to your partner. <laughs> you know I love you. Do you want to hear my, do you want to hear my poem or my stories? <laughs> I want to hear your poem. I want to hear both, but let me hear your poem. Well, you already heard the story, and that was a good one, don't you? Yeah, I actually am better at prose and poems. Anyway, here we go. Uh, on video chat with my girl, uh, sorry, let me start again. On video chat, my girl showed me her boob. She said, I hope it inspires you. She said, play with it, make it your own, soft and cuddly, comforted at home. Just don't post a photo, you degenerate. <laughs> end, end of poem. Oh. Sorry. It's tough I like being it. locked up for three weeks. <laughs> that's, that's okay. I just sent Christopher a message on Messenger that said, show me your butt. He won't, but you know, it's got to at, at least make him smile, me sending that. I swear to God, I really did do that. Just to be a little shit. Uh, oh, oh, I can just see him in the shower right now, shaving. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, you girls, do it for us. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. It's a little tiny studio apartment, but it had a beautiful view of the pink moon when it rose last night, so I'm lucky. Peace be with you. (laughs) Oh, you too, sweetheart. I'll talk to you next week. All right. Be safe. Bye. Bye, honey. (laughs) John Kays. Love this man. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 07. 407, you're on the air. How are you doing? Hey, sweetie, how are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. All right. Uh, I got a piece called The Warlord. I like to recite. First of all, introduce yourself to everybody, my love. (laughs) Okay, this is Randy. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I'm glad to be with everybody tonight. Appreciate everybody sharing on tonight. Uh, I have a piece called A War Room I'd like to share with you guys. <clears throat> Lord, remember your servant David, a man after your own heart. And a leader called Moses. You know, Lord. The one who did great things with this rod. I recall Martin Luther King and his words of peace and grace to a people in a nation who for many years suffered wounded hope and rattled faith. Lord, remember your servant Stephen, you know, the one who saw you in your glory and testified of it before he died. Then there was John on the island of Patmos who was all alone. You saw many horses in your throne. 
Of all the visions on his head, the vision of you left nothing to be said. Yet he spoke of what was revealed, like the dragon, the home of the dead, the leer, and the one with the bruised head. We, though these great men of God, who are due respect and reverence for their good part, but I was in the war room on the Lord's day. Prudence was in my spirit, and the vision was on my face. And in all clarity I could see it, as if there were no dead. Yes, you showed me, O oh Lord, what you showed many others. You showed me your glory, your love, your anger without any clutter. An ocean of matter. It was a room of war where nations and nations were hiding from the scorn. A glorious life form of creatures you've made that makes Niagara Falls look like the grave. And then the many mansions and the ruins of praise. <laughs> oh, yes. He showed me of his enclave. We spoke loudly without moving our lips, and we trekked through the kingdom on one accord. From room to room to room, we gathered together. With the blood of Jesus on our lips, it was the only chatter. Everyone was there. We all had made it. And the love we had seemed to be recreated. From glory to grace, mercy and truth, all in one, it gave us a will to move from room to room. Oh, yes. I was in the war room on the Lord's day. And in all clarity, I saw it, his mercy, his love, his grace. I was cold, chilling in the heavenly abyss while being shown his glorious intent. Going over the mountaintops and in its crevices, I'm swooping both high and low, over and completely around and wanting to never come down. Sweat would sway on my eyebrow as wonder would fill the head of this blessed so-called man. As if I patrolled the earth with a world-top view, I'd look for those who bear the fruit. I could find none under my patrol, so with the thrusters of my soul carrying me away, I peered to my left. I could see the Lord's face. And speaking to his people, in a whisper of echoes, I could hear him say, Now is the will of my Father. There's no need to pray. I then began to walk the earth and compel men to his glory. But no one would hear the story. So I leaned on the rail in total despair. My Lord was here. And no one seemed to care. But from a great distance in the earth, I could hear him say to me, Fret not yourself because of them. Neither be envious of their deeds. You just report what you see. I was in the war room on the Lord's day. I saw it in all clarity, its shape and its purpose, sharply explicit, obviously and exclusively clear, always prevalent to my reason for being here. A picture on my head to be testified to the radiant conqueror called man. With fire from heaven is wrapped in his shell. It bombards the nation, and in the midst are the souls of men. Covered in the residue of a desolate sea, all is no more. It's so open. It's so distant. It's so warm. The firewalkers of every sort roam the earth, being the will of God, 
who has everything under control. That's my piece. Thank you all for listening. Fantastic job on that. You are very welcome. That was incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was called a war room. My name is Raymond. Uh, Yes, you can reach me on Facebook at Raymond Bentley. And uh, uh, I'll get with you all again later. I listen a lot, so I don't necessarily recite any poetry all the time. Again, I'm editing a book right now. So when I'm calling in, I'm I'm just basically relaxing and enjoying uh, the prose of uh, of everyone who comes on the show. And I thank you again, uh, also, Nyla, for uh, being such a great hostess and uh, 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 making it possible for us to oh, share I, what we need to share. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for those beautiful words, son. I'm so glad that okay. I'm so glad that this is that, that place for you. I'm glad it's a place where you can come and chill out and relax and let your brain unwind and spend time with us. Thank you. Yes, it is. Thank you. Okay. All right, hon. We'll talk to you soon. Let All us right. know how the book's going. Okay. Okay, we'll do. Good night. All right, hon. Bye, bye, Raymond. All right. Our next caller comes from area code four hundred two. Four hundred two. You are on the air. Hello, Nyla. Hey, sweetheart. How are you doing, honey? Do you know who you're talking to? I have no clue. I'm gonna, who am I talking I'm gonna, to? I'm going to give you a clue. Okay. I love it. I love hey it when there. you guys do this, by the way. <laughs> it's been a very long time, girl. It's been a very, very long time. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. It's Thursday night at 7 p.m. What are you going to do? You're going to listen to the Speakeasy P Cafe. You're going to listen to Nyla. You're going to listen to Q. We're going to go on the air live tonight just for you. Poetic mama bear. <laughs> How you doing? My, my queen of frosting. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Oh, sweetheart. I love you. It is so good to hear. It's been a long time. Wow. Yes, it has been a very long time. I remember yeah, the last time I talked to you, I was driving, it was summertime, I was driving down, oh gosh, what street was that? I know what street it was, but it was out in the country, and we were talking about life and bullshit, and things are going on, and things were changing, and that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's been probably a year since I called in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I literally had to put the phone on the charger so that I could, because I forgot to charge it today. And I'm like, don't go below 17. Don't go below 17. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you better hurry and share then, my love. Okay. Oh, yeah. It was on the charger. It was on the charger. We're at 25. We're good. Oh, awesome. So um, this was written two days after Valentine's Day. Now, if you can remember, I write in strange places. So, and I'm driving down the road, not thinking of anything, going home, and all of a sudden words start just pumping through my head. So I throw the phone on speakerphone and click into, dial my own number into a a text message and start just talking into the phone. So um, tonight I decided that I would edit 
all those words that didn't come out clear and try to fix it. So it's a little crazy, and I don't know. Um, I think probably where this came from was listening to everyone talk about Valentine's Day and how it was so stupid and and how much they loved it. And, oh, my God, they couldn't wait till they got home. And and those people think it's just a holiday. It's just a stupid holiday Hallmark made up, blah, 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 you know, um, as I'm trying to decorate everything red and pink for the last month because that's what we do. We go 30 days out, and then we decorate and decorate and decorate, and then the day comes and we sell everything, you know. So that's probably where it came from, but I don't know. Like I said, words just popped in my head. I wasn't thinking of anybody. I was just taking my 13-minute drive home and the relaxation, you know. So it does not have a title. So right now it is just 2-16-2020, p.m. Because that's when I, that's when the text message started. At once there was a man, a man so beautiful, a man so strong. My heart could not feel the grip of his soul. My cheeks blush as color, fevered with chills. My cheeks vacant of such touch, cheeks that still felt the exact placement of his first kiss, a kiss laid and faded. This man so big, this man so strong, whose eyes they glistened, whose eyes they glowed, the light so deep within his soul, not ever to dim. This man, I did long, I did not long for one last touch. There once was a man, a man so beautiful, so strong, a man whom my eyes did catch. His eyes held my view, his hands held mine with strength. A man who contained my heart, a heart that heard the spirited whispers of his soul. There once was a man, a man so big, a man so strong. In darkness of the night, his silent whispers rang. My ears caught the sound of the howling winds, the bellowing whispers that fled, that slipped through his lips. My heart postponed the softness of his voice. I longed for one last kiss, deeply pressed against my lips. My soul had searched, my heart arched from the aching distance of touch. When the sunlight refused to show, there once was a man, a man so beautiful, a man so strong, the hand who have not touched, the hand who forgot to touch. How to touch him, the eyes that have not forgotten to see, who crave to see him, a heart whose beat has slowed, has not left his vibration, a heart imprinted with his arrhythmia, never to leave his soul. End poem. Wow. You know, there were parts of that when you were reading it, there were parts of that if you were to divide that, if you were to take that and consciously divide that poem, there were parts of it that made me think about a girl talking to her father because of that, that, un, that unconditional, that light, the light in the eyes. And then, you know, reading on, it's obvious. I mean, you obviously were not talking about your father, but it's really strange to me that in the beginning of that, especially at the beginning part of that, you know, it was, it was, you know, and, and then it made me think about, you know, as you were right or reading it, just how unconditional of a love that is and how amazing that is. If you find that unconditional love in someone else that loves you the way your father would love you. That way. <laughs> my which is kind of funny because my dad 
not so much with my mom, but with his second wife, was very Valentine's Day. She was very, uh, I don't know, oh, for her, holidays were very important, um, no matter what the holiday, because the loves before did not pay attention. So mm-hmm. with my father, she made sure he paid attention to detail where he never did with my mother. So she made sure all the mistakes he made before and all the mistakes that were made before him were corrected is the kind of how I feel. So, and my dad passed a few years ago. So that I can see, I can see where that works in. I can Mm -hmm. see where the subconscious mind goes to that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That works. (laughs) (laughs) Just call me Miss Cleo. I know all. (laughs) Yeah. You know all. Yes. Oh, Laura, you have no idea. No idea how good it is to hear from you. Well, you've been asking everyone for a second if they wanted to read a second. And frantically, as I was sitting there listening to others read, oh my God, what happens if she asks me for a second poem? And I'm looking at this disarray of confusion on a dresser in my room. And I see all these pieces of paper sticking out. And I yanked them out. And there were poems from 2008 in that bunch. Wow. Things that I had printed off from the Internet, which still has my AOL address at the bottom, which I don't even have anymore. Um, There was, like, recipes, there was cookie recipes, frosting recipes, there were dinner recipes, there were just disheveled poems in between these sheets. And I thought, oh my God, of course, Nyla has been asking everyone if they wanted to read a second poem. And what do I find? A pile of paper that I probably was in, because some of them were typed up in different fonts with the same poem four times to figure out how I could get it all on one page kind of thing Mm -hmm. without making it too small. So I'm like, this is probably the pile that was supposed to once hit a trash can because there's probably this poem in the notebook, the spiral mo- notebook, or not spiral, the binder notebook. It's got to be, they're gonna, they got to be in there because there's three different fonts, the same poem. So I found one that I believe, um, I found a couple that one, you know, some that are deep and some that I probably can't read anymore. Um, but I found one that I think you might remember, and it was a super fun one. So may I get a second read? Of course, please. Yes, of course. All right. Oh, here, hang on. I got to, okay, this is a lot different than 2008 because I could see paper no matter how big or little the writing was. Now we got to put the glasses on to see them. See those words? The fabulous, glamorous me. I want to be fabulous, so each day I wake, I look in the mirror and I say, I am fabulous. When they walk by and say, how are you today? I say, I am fabulous. Some do not believe it. The more I say it, they start to. And now I think I just may be fabulous. If I think I am, I think I am. I want to be glamorous. I know I'm not. 
So I go on a drive to the thrift store and I find that dress, the glamorous one, the perfect dress, the wasted prom dress, the old bridesmaid dress, the glamorous dress. I try it on so I can be glamorous. In the mirror, I see me, the glamorous me. I dream, I fantasize. I am glamorous. If I think I am, I think I am. I need to be me, the only one I can be. Me, the fabulous. Me, the glamorous. Me, the one I see. The reflection in the mirror is what I see. What you see, the one I show you, the fabulous, the me, the glamorous me, the me I want you to see, the me I want to see, the fabulous me, the glamorous me. I think I am. I think I am. End piece, right? End piece, yes. (laughs) You know what's really funny is while you're reading that, I had jumped over onto your page, right? And I opened up your album. So while you're reading that, I am actually sitting here flipping through your pictures one by one by one by one. You know, the wedding, the, the you know, all, all the different pictures on here. Pictures I remember from when I first met you. Pictures that are recent. Um, you know, some I've seen, some yeah, I've not seen. Yeah, I'm a grandma now. I know, crazy, isn't grandma. it? In October, I'll be a three-time grandma. And I'm also a great aunt now. I haven't been allowed, we haven't been allowed to say too much on Facebook, but my nephew, my only blood nephew by my sister who only had one son, had a baby, him and his wife. They had him 10 weeks early, born at two pounds, five, two point five six ounces, 15 and a half inches long, breathing on his own. Breathing on his own. He just needs a little bit of oxygen, no ventilator. They've got a feeding tube in him because, you know, at that young, they can't, they don't learn to suck well. So he's, I'm a great aunt. I'm, I've got two grandsons. That's so amazing. My, the, the, my nephew, my great nephew is a little boy also. And we just found out my daughter is going to have a second son. We got all these boys, <laughs> all these boys in our family. Well, there's only room for one glamorous, fabulous, and that's you. <laughs> well, I Unless, got two daughters. Unless, of course, one of them want to be glamorous and fabulous. fabulous and, you yeah, know, they're both okay. glamorous and fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so good to hear yeah. from you, honey. You have to shoot me a message, and we're going to have to get caught up. You know, we can, we, can do, we can do a call like once every five years, get caught up. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm doing well. As you can see, I'm still decorating cakes and still still posting because uh, I had a couple of people private message me because they hadn't seen any cakes on my page in a while. And it has slowed down a lot because of this virus. People aren't having big parties. All my weddings have been canceled. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's slowed down a lot. And so people are getting little tiny cakes. So, and someone said, um, is everything okay? Are you still working? Do you still have a job? And I'm like, so I've, I've been posting whatever I can, even if it's just, publicly a commercial that says hey come buy some cakes from me so and someone then private message said do they pay you for advertising on your page i said this is my job leave it alone (laughs) (laughs) this is what i do this is what i do i want my job i want my job to say my job so um and in that in retrospect of what you said earlier not everybody lives where i live and not everybody comes to my grocery store but we are doing 100 to 200 online orders a day where we are handpicking groceries for people and either having them delivered through DoorDash or having them um, picked up in our parking lot. We wear gloves. We disinfect our aisles. 
we are taking every precaution. We have people standing at our front door in the morning from 7 to 8. We have people with, we only let people in who are over 60 who have compromised immune systems who are pregnant, and we spray down each cart before we, we let them take it. Um, we're cleaning our aisles. We're, we shut down early so that all night, light, all night long we can restock our shelves. We can make sure when those people walk in the door that they know that we're doing everything we can to keep them safe. And I'm See, hoping that's that other awesome, grocery and that's stores. Smart. Yes. And then we're hoping that other grocery stores are following in that. Um, we're, we're, I do my job and I'm picking up extra hours doing online orders. I get done with one order. I, I wash my hands, hand sanitize and start the next order because what people aren't realizing is those gloves that they're wearing are picking mm-hmm. up the exact same germs that your hands are, and they're touching yep. their faces still. And they're moving their masks away from their faces with those gloves that they have contaminated. Exactly. So That's what I'm talking about. Smart. Be aware of what yeah. you're doing. Those gloves are only as smart as the human who's wearing them. And when they take them off in the parking lot and throw them on the ground next to their car and drive away, they have now contaminated the whole earth. So we have to remember to be smart. Not to work harder at being smart, just to be smart. To remember when you two, take your gloves off, to implement you something. throw them in a trash can. Do not take them off in your car. Do not take that face mask off in your car and hang it on your rearview mirror and then put it back on when you go into the next store. In front because of, now in front of the air cam- conditioner that is blowing in your yes, face. Yes, <laughs> or well, around here it's not an air conditioner. We're, we're still blowing some heat out in our car because... Uh, we had 80 one day, and then we had uh, 37 in, in sleet and snow. So it, it, Nebraska can't make up its mind right now. It has no idea. Like the other day, it was gorgeous. We're going to probably have rain and snow by, by Easter Sunday again. And it was 70 two days ago. You know, so it's we just blink around here, and we get different weather. It was beautiful and gorgeous when I went to work yesterday. I walked out and almost got blown away So because the wind was so strong. So, yeah, we, yeah, but people are just aren't, they're not thinking about what they're doing. They're just thinking they're helping themselves when they're, they're actually hurting themselves because laying, putting that, that mask up at your rearview mirror, hanging it from that, and then putting it back on, you've now contaminated yourself. Like you've, you've recontaminated and yeah, they're, they're you're breathing it in. You, you can't, you them. can't. Yeah, you can't you can't unbreathe in spores. They they once you breathe them in, they're in. Mm-hmm. So people just have to they have to think about what they're doing and wash their damn hands. <laughs> just wash your damn hands. <laughs> just wash your damn hands. Wipe the, the most grocery stores right now have right in front of their door the wipes that you pick up and you wipe down your cart. Just wipe it down. It's like I do. And hopefully they're doing like us and they're spraying down those carts as they come back in. Exactly. So it's, some of uh, yeah. us out there are thinking about the people because we all we want where where I work we want y'all to come back into my store. We, when this is all over, we want to see your face again. We want you to know <laughs> we're taking care of you. That's what we. That's we're a family in our company. We, we do everything we can to keep people together. And, and what store do you work for, Laurie? And that's I work for um, Hy-Vee Food Stores. We're in the Midwest. And we've branched out towards Minnesota and branched out in Illinois. And we were just a little Iowa, Nebraska stores, went down to Kansas, went down to Kansas City, Missouri. But we, we've branched out in other directions now. 
Well, tell your boss that we'll never easy family says thank you. <laughs> yes, we do what we we do what we can. We do what we have to, and we're trying hard. I know at my store we're trying our location. We're trying hard. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done stalking good. your pictures now. All right, Lori. I, okay. Seriously, um, if you get a chance to call back in, please make this a habit. We've missed you so much. You know, you're yeah, even when you're I, not here, I, yeah. you're here. It's been a, it's been a long time, and it feels good. It feels good. I think I'm going to blame it all on uh, the word machinist, Mr. Jimmy Ray, because uh, he put something new out there, and he's been tagging people, and I love it, and it feels like I the know. old days. You know what? I still, yes. all these years, he's he's took a hiatus, and sometimes life does that to us. And we have to stop, and we have to do other things. But we never stop being who we are on the inside. We never stop being writers. And so I always, every single week, I still invite him and Missy, Missy both to the show. Yes. And, you know, every once in a while, I'll get a comment from him and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, I don't care. Even when he's not here, he's just like you. You know, even when you guys are not here, there's still a place set at the table for you. You're missed. There's, it's not a void that can be filled with somebody else. And then he started, Missy said something about, you know, I've been trying to talk him to getting back into it. And then the next week I see something, he posted a poem. And then there was another poem. And then today there was another poem. Yes. And it's like, oh, my God, oh. it's so awesome. The one it's today, so good to see him writing today, again. I was like, who is this? Where did this side of Jimmy come from? And I told him that. I said, I like this. I like whatever this is. Do you know that he yes. is probably, he was probably the very first and number one catalyst to the chain of events that led to this show being on the air, that led to the Speakeasy wow. Cafe being here almost 14, you know, we're, on, we're in our 14th year now. But he was there no on way. MySpace, my, yeah, MySpace when I posted a blog about us all taking a day off work. And what, nobody was around but me, and I was bored. So it was like, you know, hi, Nyla, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. Okay, well, good. What are you doing? I don't know. What are you doing? I had to have a conversation with myself because nobody was around. They were all working, and I had the day off. So I wrote this story on a bulletin about what we all did. And it, I talked about all my friends, and we met at the coffee shop, and, and you know, then we went to, stopped at this I candy store. I think I remember that. And we, then we went to a museum, and we had jelly beans. We stopped at this little little oh used God, clothing I I store and I this. bought this Madonna knockoff, you know, desperately seeking Susan jacket and this whole big, long, elaborate story about everything that we all went and did. And Jimmy came up and said something about, you can't let this is too fun. You can't let this stop here. And so I started a group on MySpace called the Speakeasy Cafe. And then from there, yes. it just evolved and grew into what we're doing today. Oh so it was I, Jimmy. You know Jimmy was the one that now started you, it all. I remember this. I remember this. And we would talk about having a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. We would send yeah. little, when we didn't have emojis, we would make little coffee cups out of semicolons and colons and all that crap, mm-hmm. all the little parentheses yep. and C's and D's and all. And we would make coffee cups and we would share coffee and donuts with people and we and it was almost like role playing. Like we were sitting. Yeah. yeah, we was. It was like we were actually sitting at tables. And yeah, I walk to into the cafe and I see Lori yeah. and Rain sitting over there discussing. And over in the other corner, Jimmy is writing feverently. I walk up and I ask Molly, who was the waitress, Molly for a cup of coffee, just as so and so walks in and waves me over to a table, and we sit down. And you know, we 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 actually wrote like that. It was also, it was so much fun. 
you know, that's how we started. I'm going to throw another one at you. And I talk to this person pretty much every day. We've been a support system, chit-chatting, met in person, actually. Ogre poet. Ogre poet. Remember the ogre Uh, poet? poet? Yes, I do. Every day. We talk every day. We've been a support system through a lot of divorces and blah, 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 and life and death and loss of parents. And yeah, yeah, I've actually gotten him. He comes up here because we used to have, they used to host a huge wrestling tournaments up here and his boys were wrestlers. So he would bring them up there mm-hmm. up here for the state finals and, and district finals and whatever tri-state final, whatever. And so I've actually met him in person and it, he's so cool. It was Please so, it give was him a hug for me and tell him I said hello. I will. I will. Very cool. I don't, right, I don't think he's written in a long time either. So maybe I can well, get him back with po- a pen yeah, in his poke hand. Poke him in the butt and get him, get him busy. I will. And then All have right. him tell Next him. Actually, you guys can write a collab together and come on and read it. Oh, oh gosh. I haven't done one of them in a long time. I'm um, sure you would challenge me with something like that. Of course. <sighs> I never, I never push what? you farther than I think you can go. I found, because in that pile, there was two collabs. There was one with Rhyme, Rhyme So Nice and one mm-hmm. with the Phantom Flyer. Oh, yeah. Rhyme So Nice. I remember him. Yeah. Yes. And every once in a while, I still chit-chat with him. He's had many surgeries. He's, his health was not doing good for a while. And every once in a while, he pops in and sends me a text message and lets me know that he's he's healthy and he's doing good and, and what the doctors have said. And, yeah. I don't know if he's writing anymore either. Maybe I should poke him again. Poke everybody. That's what mama bears do. Go out and poke the hive. Yeah, mama, mama bears start. Yeah, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start getting people in line. How's that? Get that honey flowing. Yep. There you go. Yes. All right, Laurie. Tell there everyone how to find you, baby. Um, well, you really can't find me unless I call you in. <laughs> unless I call in because um, I don't have anything posted anywhere anymore. So if you get me, it's because I scratched something on a napkin or a piece of paper or something somewhere. So <laughs> I'll just keep surprising y'all with good stuff. How's that? I got it. That works uh, for me, I'm sweetheart. A little, little, little jagged right now, so I got to get back into it. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let that flame die there. It's gonna keep going. Okay. All right, yeah. love. I miss yeah. you. Love you dearly. You keep... Thank you, Lori. I miss you. Love you too. Alrighty. Bye bye. <laughs> bye, sweetheart. Oh, so good to hear from her, you guys. You have no idea. All right. Our next caller comes from, I do want to let area code 919-404 and 757. No, you are not in the lineup. 919-404 and 757. If you guys want to come on the air, please press one. That'll let me know that you want to be unmuted. If you're here just listening, I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're uh, hanging out, enjoying the show. If you change your mind at any time, you can press one then. Let's go ahead and bring on area code 863. Um, hello, Nyla. Hi, sweetheart. How are you? I'm doing all right. It is good to hear from you, Noreen. Thank you. And it's good to hear from you, too. I love you so much. I want to thank you and Gary both for being one of our sponsors on the show this year, your second year in a row, helping to sponsor Mm -hmm. the show. Appreciate you guys, and thank you for that on behalf of all of us. Okay. You're very welcome. It was our pleasure. <laughs> so, what we do you have for show. us tonight, baby? I okay. Know. Um, um, for for Gary's poem, 
is called um, right. Okay. A good idea to write around is not a great poem, but a good poem. People being bashful, singing, and playing music. Everyone should be proud of every word in the song they sing. Birds sing a note. Church bells ring. Christmas songs everyone sings. Jill birds sing. A baby child takes things and then loves giving them back to you. Do you know what the baby knows? Do you know what pleases you? Can you remember what pleased you in your baby bed? Can you now know what pleased you on your deathbed? The end. Wow. That was awesome. Yes. Hey, thank you. There is a great writer. Poetry. Yes, he is. Yes, and, and, and he should underestimate. And I always tell him, I have to tell him all the time, it's just like me, we have to, uh, uh, well, we have to encourage each other. And, you know, and like sometimes he lost a lot of good poems because um it come to him while driving or, or something, and I couldn't, and then he said he couldn't, um, he didn't have no um, anything to 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 talk into, um, or what you call it, um, like a tape recorder, um, mm-hmm. so he could record it. And and then um then he, then when he was at home, and then um he he would um if I'm right here with him and he think of something, I got what I'm doing and try to write down as much as I could understand what he's saying. Because sometimes he goes fast, because it comes out fast for him. (laughs) I should wish, you know, he was taken, he was taken away from me too soon. Yes, he was. He had, I, I, I don't, I still don't know why. Um, God didn't heal him and make him better. I still don't know. I know I'm not to question God. He know what he's doing. I know every every one of us got their time to go, but I wasn't ready to let go. And I told him that when the, when he took his last breath, I told him, please don't go. I I begged him not to go, but I know he couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't. You know, and I miss him so much. I know, I know it's been over a year, and I'm still grieving over him. I'll never get over him. I know I won't. No. You won't. You don't get over it. You just learn how to live with it. Is what happens. It's just you don't feel like it gets any easier. It's to feel like it's still hard to do. I should keep it to myself and keep all my feelings to myself, and and um, and so don't talk about it. I learned to do that. So, mm-hmm. Well, you don't have. To, it's not something that you have to keep to yourself ever. You know, there's yes. too many people out there who are there with you, yes. you know, and are grieving and are grieving with you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And um, the poem I got tonight, um, I know you said this was supposed to be a, a like a poetry prompt. I mean, not poetry prompt, like a journal um journal exercise. But I end up doing this as a, a poem, and and this and this was about. Okay, this is, I called it Run, Run, Run. And this is dedicated to Gary, too. My teddy bear, darling. Sometimes I just want to climb 
out of the window and just run, run, run until I'm breathless like a car that ran out of gas. Compute, compute, hoping to find that secret door which will lead me to the stairway of heaven so I can see my teddy bear darling. I want to love him, kiss him, hug him, hold his hand, touch him, and say, I love you, my teddy bear darling, forever and more. Let's go and spend time together all alone. Oh, I miss you so much. Sometimes I just want to climb out the window and just run, run, run right into your loving, gentle, strong arms and stay right there. The end. That is so beautiful, Noreen. Well, thank you. You're so welcome. It makes it makes me have tears and it makes me smile so big all at the same time. <laughs> yep. Mhm. And I and I still talk to him too. I I look at the photos because I got photos on the kitchen table. I got when I'm in the living room. I got photos on the on the wall. So when I sit in there, I can see him, you know, and me together on the wall, and then on the computer. On the on the desktop, I learned I can have our pictures right there on top of the computer, so I do that too on the on the desk on the desktop. And and I got pictures of us on top above it, so I make sure everywhere I go, there he is. And then I got him. There's a one he was. Oh, I love the way he just smiles and right there on the desktop. I just can't help it, you know. I just make me a big smile and put tears in my eyes because I just miss him so much. I start talking to him. And I do still feel him, too, here. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful, Noreen. Yes. I know he's always here with me. Yes. Do me a yes. favor, because you guys have a lot of writing together. Tell everyone how they can come find your guys' books. Okay, and um, okay, y'all can find our books on Amazon.com, and and it's um it's called Two Hearts in One: Reflections of Our Inner Beings and the Aura of Truth. You can find it on Amazon.com, and you can um find us on our official page, um, Gary and Noreen Snyder. Dot uh, Dot com front slash poetry. And then you can also find Gary on, um, well, you can't find us on WikiNut. They took it off now, WikiNut off of there. Um, on uh, PoetryPoem.com, and I think he's on AllPoetry.com. And um, on, he's on Reverb Nation, and you can find him on Facebook. And he's Googleable in Googleable. <laughs> Indeed he is. And how about you, Missy? Okay, and you can find me on um um, on um, ReverbNation.com, on Facebook.com, and um, oh yeah, on Poetry Poem. Yeah, I already said that. PoetryPoem.com and AllPoetry.com, and I'm also Googleable and Googleable. <laughs> I'll never get tired of you saying that. <laughs> All right. All right, sweetheart, fantastic job. Thank you for sharing Thanks. Gary's piece and yours, and we love you guys both so very much. And and we and we love you all too and thank you. 
and and I want to thank all the all the sponsors for um having uh, for um sponsoring this show for the year, and I want to thank you, Nyla, and um and um um Michael Quigg and um Christopher Ryan for um sponsoring the, um for um hosting the show so we have a venue for our for for us poets. Thank you very much. And, and, you're and, welcome. You're welcome. And and and, and um, oh, and, and um, happy uh, poetry month. I happy poetry that, month please. to you too. Okay. Thank you. Oh, then you can. Oh, yes. You can also um, every. Um, okay, I started the poetry club, and you can also. I do Facebook Live every Saturday. And it's in, I do everything I do now is in honor of Gary. I know he's proud. We are all proud of yes. you, Noreen. We are all well, proud of you. Thank you. I never thought I could do something like that. Of course I you never can. Thought, but I did. I know Gary's rooting for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know all he's right, right sweetheart. Okay. I know he is too. I know he is too. Yeah. Are you going to be back next week, sweetie pie? Um, uh, yes. Yes. Awesome. awesome. And thank you for sharing the information on your, your broadcast on my page. Make sure you keep doing that, okay? Okay. Okay. Then All right, love. You. Okay. <laughs> All right, honey. Okay. Bye, sweetheart. Okay. Yeah, you have a good, you have a good night. Okay. You too, baby girl. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Once again, I want to remind area code... Uh, let's see, area code, oh, come on, there we go, 919-404 and 757. I want to let you guys know you are not in the lineup. So 919-404 and 757. If any of you guys want to come on the air, please press 1 at any time. It'll let me know that it's okay to come and unmute you. Right now we are going to go take 419. 419, you're on the air. Hey, Nana. Hey, sweetheart, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. It's good to hear from you. It's good to be here. Um, <laughs> Introduce yourself to everyone. Okay. My name is Melvin. Um, I'm going to do, actually, it's a, it's a medley of two short poems. Uh, I call it Poem for the Blues. It's actually on my CD. When I perform it, I perform it to um, Do I Ever Cross Your Mind by Ray Charles and um, Oh, I can't think of her name right now. Um, she's a blues singer. but So anyway, it's called A Poem for the Blues. It's a medley of two poems. I feel melodies of emotions. Running a love song through my veins. Clouding my blood at different intervals as they flow through my body. Sometimes my stomach spins like a whirlpool out of control and gets all knotted up. My heart speeds up and slows down the beat of these melodic emotions, like it's zooming around a racetrack and then comes to an abrupt stop. And I wonder if it's breaking. My knees feel weakened. My head feels light as I try to fight back this emotional attack. I think I'm feeling the blues. Perhaps, perhaps we may never meet again. But then, I know. And I shall always remember when you came into my life. Somehow you see, you, you became a part of me, and 
and something that could never be began. And then it wasn't very long that that it began to come on strong. And and even now, I know it's wrong, but then I'm just a man. And suddenly, suddenly somehow I find that that you are always on my mind. And it seems that, that I'm inclined to always speak your name. And two, it seems in every case, I, I find myself at any place. I always seem to see your face in, in every day and every night's the same. And loneliness, loneliness shall become a part of me because, because of this emptiness within the heart of me and the realization that you would depart from me and, and walk out of my life. And two, Perhaps we we may never meet again, but then I know that I shall always remember when you came into my life. End poem. Wow, that was awesome. Thank you. You are very welcome. Yeah, that's uh, <clears throat> it's actually in a new book I'm working on. Uh, Silent whispers. I like that. When is it going to be done? Uh, <laughs> I'm a Scorpio. I'm not gonna. <laughs> no I'm wonder gonna I think done. you're so hot. <laughs> when it's done, it's done. <laughs> you're a Scorpio. Oh my God! You guys are like freaking. You're like super glue and kryptonite to me. Every man I've ever dated in my life, except for one, has been a Scorpio. I don't know what it is about for you real? guys. Yeah, and if and uh, if you don't believe me, listen to last week's show. I was talking to Mama Ola Deliji about just how how hot and handsome you are. By the way, you weren't <laughs> here last week, but we were we were talking about you. I was telling her to go over and check out a picture of you standing by a bus, looking all sharp and stuff. <laughs> wow. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> Scorpios, damn Scorpios, yeah. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Taurus, explains that. Okay. If you if you know about your horoscopes, uh, that kind of explains that. I don't put much weight in it, but it's fun to read. It's interesting to read. Okay, so are you going to read a yeah. second one, honey, Melvin? Uh, yeah, I can if you want me to. Uh, Please. Uh, let me see here. All right. Um, I actually have one ready, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, it's called We've Gone Out the Wrong Way We've gone out the wrong way, my brothers and sisters We've still got slave, slave blisters on our mind Otherwise, we could not perpetrate this kind of madness upon one another We've gone out the wrong way Brother killing brother like some kind of epidemic Systemic infiltration of drugs into our homes and our schools How can we lose sight of the plight of our ancestors? and embraces degeneration of our race. We're going out the wrong way. We who were kings of the first great civilizations, whose nations were called Zulu and Watusi, who were called Pharaoh, we built the pyramids and the Sphinx and irrigated the Nile. We walked fearlessly among the lions, paid tithes with the gazelle. We fell prey to the great beast of servitude. He was shrewd and taught us to play upon ourselves. We're going out the wrong way. We have created our own middle passage, and our children are dying. We must come together and still have a sense of hope. We must teach them to cope and to be strong. 
We must teach them that black is strength and beauty and that the duty of each generation to the next is to write the text for a brighter day. Otherwise, my brothers and sisters, you're going out the wrong way. And Paul. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. How could you be any better? Thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad you being had a chance here, to call being, in. Being here with you. I am too. <laughs> I want to I want to thank you formally uh here on the show for stepping up and helping to sponsor the 2020 broadcasting license for the show this year and just tell you how much we appreciate that and you know it was very, very awesome. Thank you for doing that. I, I love being here. I wish I could make it more often. <laughs> well, even when you're not here, you're here. So we we love you and appreciate you. And thank you so much for doing what you did. Good All right, sweetheart. So we will talk to you next week if you can be here. I'm going to try to make it. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much and great job tonight. Okay. And you said last week's show is online. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna go listen, aren't you? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, I always tell them myself I never get away with anything. <laughs> That's terrible. Don't listen. I'm lying. We didn't talk about anything. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank All right. you so much, sweetheart. Great job tonight. All right. Thank you. Bye, sweetie. Bye. Oh, I'm such a troublemaker. All right. Our next caller comes from area code. Let's see. we got two callers left. It looks like. Three four seven, you're not in the lineup. If you want to come on the air, please press one three four seven. It looks like we got sixteen minutes left in the show. I'll stop yammering and jabbering and make sure I get you all on. Four oh four, are you with me? I go by the name of Scorpio Sessions. <gasps> oh my god. It's the big one, Martha. Someone help me. <laughs> my love, my sweetheart, how are you? Oh my god. It is so oh, good I'm to hear wonderful. from you. you. You're talking about Scorpio, so I had to, I had to press one and pop up. It was meant <laughs> for me to be on tonight. I am Shout not even kidding. Scorpios. I'm seriously, I'm, I'm seriously, I'm not even kidding. Every man that I've ever dated in my life has been a Scorpio, except for one. And yeah, that one I chewed taste. up and spit out. So <laughs> the only ones I can't chew up and spit out are Scorpios. I think that's why I like them. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to the Scorpios, male and female, and the Tauruses. <laughs> yeah, it's even either heaven or hell or a combination of both. There you go. Yeah. How you been? So I've been really good. What's been going on with you, sweetheart? I'm glad you. I'm glad you jumped on the show. Yeah, I've been uh, trying to get your attention. I guess you you you're busy. I got to figure out how to how to reach you besides calling in on your show. <laughs> That's so I'm, probably I'm the gonna say it on the way. air. I'm going to say it on the air. Uh, 
you don't have my number. It's in your problem in your box a gazillion times, but um, I've been on your timeline. Um, just write it down, please, and um, do uh, reach out because uh, I would like to bless you and your show. You have a platform, which you've mentioned, 14 years. It's hard to believe, but, you know, I've always supported your show. And um, I'm not sure exactly what's happened because I've kind of been off the the grid, but we can talk about that. But uh, this show must continue, and I'm happy to hear that people have stepped up to be filled in and uh, assist you in any way, shape, or form to make sure that not only this year, but next year and the year after and however long you want to do it, uh, it will continue. So. The resources you have pictures will be... here. Pictures as little old people. We're, we're going to be like 99 years old. How you doing, Scott? I'm doing. Oh, you sure sound hot today. All right. Oh, I got something to read for you. Like, okay. I'm, that's going to be us. going to be nomming poetry with no teeth. <laughs> yeah, and that will be beautiful. And just mm-hmm. listening, uh, when I called in, it was maybe 10 o'clock, and um, the lady was on who um, hadn't been on for a long time. And you guys went down memory lane, and that just speaks to why the show must go on. It's you know you just go back to the beginning and even the pre-show days and what led to it happening, and then you bring it to today and the times that we have with social distancing. And it's a platform that's important. I think people look for it a little bit more now, maybe than ever before, because maybe they're home and they got uh, mm-hmm. quarantine fever. And they're maybe looking to different things, but it's an essential piece of uh, of our culture, not only as poets and artists, but as human beings. And you, you definitely need to have the support. So, I, I really, want, in all seriousness, would like for you to definitely reach out. I'd like to be to know what's been happening, how you're doing, um, the show, and uh, make sure that it's in good place because it's an institution. And having done a show and a network for years six years it's like it's not even half of what you've done it's it's not easy to do it's very difficult it takes a lot of a commitment you know personal things that i'm sure go on in your life and yet you're here every thursday so um i definitely well, either that or i don't have, have a life right <laughs> yeah no you do this is your life <laughs> and this is important I it's do. a great sacrifice it's a great sacrifice it's so promise me you're going to call me. I will. I wrote your number down. I took it off the board. I've got it written down, and yeah, I will call, call you. Call, text, whatever, whenever, okay. however. Um, I haven't done poetry on, online. I said when I did, I would come on your show first because it is an institution, and I would share something with you, um, with everybody that's listening, all the poets, writers, authors, um, spoken word artists. So um, I would be happy to do something for you before um, you finish up. I know you have another caller. I would love to hear you read, my sweetheart. Okay. Well, I have good news and bad news. Which one do you want first? Um, let's do the bad news first because I always like think, leaving things positive. Okay. I don't have anything to read. That's the bad news. The good news is I do have some poetry for you, though. But I won't be reading it. I'll just, I'll just deliver it. However, it, uh, the universe allows me to transmit it. Okay. Okay, I'm ready when you are. I am ready. 
I know these are tough times. They require tough minds, spirits, souls. My speakeasy family, I want you to hear it. I'll deliver it softly and yet bold. One positive way will be the words that I will say. I won't read it. Hopefully you will receive it. You'll feel it and you'll repeat it. I'll paint a picture. Beauty. Love. Activity. Compassion. Think about gratification. Jubilation. Emulation. I'd like you to paint a picture of a medley of some harmony of pictures of euphoria, thoughts of excitement and containment, uncontrollable, undeniable, unexcitable, pure radiance, sheer brilliance. I mean, the thoughts of it are obvious. The mass, I can't even spell. I mean, what formula would create such beauty? Clearly, a show like this can make so much of a difference. And after 14 years, I still believe only just begun. So you scratch the surface of what is out here to serve us, and we can all be grateful because we all deserve this. One another coming together mutual in ways that is so much more than suitable. This platform sets the soul with radiant energy. Brand new injections with so much positivity has become so many poets' remedy. When I'm away, the difference is anguish and absence is harsh. Mere presence is more than plenty. I love you, Nyla and the Speakeasy family. One positive word, Scorpio Sessions. And poem. And poem. So, did you just like free verse that? I sure did. That is impressive. Like, way impressive. That's, that's trust. I've learned to trust the creative uh, energy. Not be afraid to not know what you're going to say or how it's going to turn out or if it's going to rhyme or make sense and just follow your spirit, kind of like when you're talking. So it's it's become a, a discipline that I'm still working on. And Some people do it a lot better than I do, and I'm sure they have a lot of trust. So you just go up there and they don't worry. You know, we can spook ourselves when we're thinking we're making mistakes or whatever, and you just be free and go with it. We're, we're all created to be creative, so I'm just learning to trust that process. Sometimes I come to your show, I don't know what, what I'm going to say or do. I just know it's going to be divine and it's going to come out okay. It's going to come out positive. It's going to come out from my heart. And as long as it's those two things, I don't really worry about anything else, and that takes a lot of pressure off of it. So that's how I like to create. Wow, you did phenomenal, sweetheart. And I appreciate it. I appreciate the, I mean, it's such beautiful, beautiful words. Thank you. 
Well, thank you. It's great to hear your voice, and I look forward to a phone call. I'm not going to stay long because I know you have another call or two. <laughs> I will but do that, I, I, I have promise. To reach out today. Yeah, we okay. want to make sure we get you, keep your show in good shape going forward. So keep up the great work, okay? Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much, that man. All right, our next caller, area code 219, or excuse me, 919. 919, you're on the air. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, sweetheart, how you doing, Granville? I am doing great. I've been, in, I've been enjoying listening to you for the last couple of weeks. Well, thank some, you. Some, sometimes, I fall, sometimes I fall asleep. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's a good. Uh, no, no, good it's good you because you know sometimes I'm, I'm listening and, and I get caught up. I mean, you if you listen to something for that length of a time, it you know it it warms your soul and and you you, you get comfortable. And I'm laying down, you know. I'm in my couch laying down, so you got to understand that. You know, you, you you might I'm listening to it, so I'm 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 being sued. You know, I'm it's calming. You know. Well, then then, then you know, thank you. <laughs> yeah, At least I'm not boring. At least I'm not boring you, right? <laughs> no, you're not boring me. You know, you're sued. You're actually doing your job. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. You're doing your job. You're good unfortunately because people come to listen to poetry because they want to be sued. You know, they want well, to I become. Appreciate you. Yeah, they want to become. So, they listen. And that's what I was doing all night. And I was enjoying it. I've been listening all the time. I didn't, I didn't actually didn't plan to perform. And then, and then you called me out and said that I'm not online. So. So let me let me get up and say something. I didn't have anything planned to perform. I've been thinking about what should I perform, and I decided I'm going to perform the classic. My son calls this poem the classic. This poem is called. Uh, it's called. The chore, the chore. You ready? I am, yes. I have traveled to the core of my soul. And I have seen the uttermost part of my belly. Yes. I have faced my fears. I have pondered understanding and interrogated madness. Wisdom has felt my scrutiny. Wit made an ally of me. Secret places became my abode. In the silence my mind played, frolicking with the intangible. 
And this became my chore in life. Just something to do in the scheme of things. Thank you very much, Nyla. <laughs> you are very welcome and a great job on that, sweetheart. Thank you, thank you. All right, do me a favor and tell everyone how they can find you. Hey, you can find me, Granville John Hedrington, on Facebook, Instagram, Coming out in North Carolina. Check me out on Amazon. I have a couple of books. Poetry for Thought, Volume 2 and 3. They yeah, are very great read. I'm sure you will like it. Check me out. Instagram. You can listen to me. And I'm, I'm on most mediums too. Uh, I can't even recall. But check me out. Look it up. Granville John Hedrington. And you'll find me. Have a great night, Nyla. You too, sweetheart. And we'll talk to you next week. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Awesome. Thank you, honey. Yes, yes. Yes, dear. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. Our last caller for the evening comes from area code 347. 347, you're on the air. Maybe. Now you are. 347, yes. are you with me? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. How many pieces Hi. am I allowed? How much time? You can do two, honey. Okay, so this piece is called When Breathing is an Act of Resistance. Breathing is an act of resistance. The life giver to revolutions coming and gone. The breath coursing through lungs promised not to another having. The undertaker of nightmares and conduit for all achievements. When all seems still, understand while we breathe, we move gliding through the vacuum of space. Whether ten toes planted firm or taking flight in dreams when distance grows between progress, let us prepare. Let us prepare to fail, allow our fires be reduced from overwhelming to diminishing to entirely overcome. We are gatekeepers. We are the love others seek for them. We are shipwrecks but still discoverable. We are poets with fortunes in our eyes more than ever fathomable. We are our truths lived aloud. We are communities we want built for those to pitter-patter after us. We are the legacies we write to hold space for us in our absence. When all seems lost and gasping between cries, look for correction in the words of poets past and present to remind you how to breathe when you want to give up because breathing is an act of resistance. Thank you. And uh, one more. Um, yes, please. I love that one. I love the ending line was the perfect anchor for that piece. Fantastic. This one is called I am. Uh, so real quick, I'm formerly incarcerated, formerly homeless. So this is about that. I am. I am those dreams yet fulfilled, almost but not yet touching. I am the little boy by the window waiting on memories to be made, turned adult, refusing to look out from behind bars on the world as one time locked up is enough because I have a home and familiar hugs. I feel homeless, but I am not. I feel hopeless, but I am not. In poetry, I trust. That is why. I am justice served and redemption one and the same. I am no more than me, but always more than a lesser than I am yesterday. Never coming into being for the dead and gone, I am found in the laughter of those who love my presence 
all along. I am every tomorrow that exists that strives to see itself be brought to life. I am the fortune in men's eyes that offers grace when lost of light. I am a mother's prayers for all in community related and not. I am all I could ever want to be as a child when I grow up. I am a cross-bearer for those who aren't completely free. I am water, refusing to break and bend, but breaking and bending still. I am me. I am you. I am we. I am free. I am. Thank you. <laughs> Fantastic job on both of those. I am so glad that you made it in. Last caller of the night, but I am so glad you got here. It would have been a pity not to hear that. Gotcha. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I appreciate uh, being being uh, chosen <laughs> as I was the last one. But um, real quick, I just want to tell everybody where they can find me. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail is Felix, F-E-L-I-X, last name Guzman, Felix Guzman, F-E-L-I-X, G-U-Z-M-A-N. The number is 81. Uh, that's at Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Felix Guzman, 81. Thank you so much. You are very welcome, sweetheart. And, and I would really love to invite you back to share again. I want to hear some more. And, uh, yeah, okay. that would be awesome. Okay? Surely. Will do. Thank you. Great job tonight, honey. Thank you. Thanks, Felix. We'll talk to you again. Yep. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. You have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I want to thank all of you for being here, both listeners and readers. This made this night absolutely amazing. I want to remind you once again, really quickly, of our writing assignments for this week. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you the prompts. Now, there's there was quite a few more. If you go back to the archives and listen to the first 15 minutes of the show, you'll hear the the journal exercises, the all all of it. But I'm going to go ahead and give you the prompts again, just so you'll have those. Your poetry prompts are now. Poetry prompts are intended to grow into a poem. They're like a seed planted. With that said, they can be the title of the poem, they can be a line in the poem, or the concept for the poem. There's three of them to start out with. The first one is Future Graveyard. Number one is Future Graveyard. Number two, A Song for Nine Crows. A Song for Nine Crows. Crows like caca. Yeah, A Song for Nine Crows. And number three, Absinthe Cocktail. And then lastly, the That's My Line Borrowed Poetry Prompt comes from Colm Kennedy Home. It is The Broken in me and that's a line that I stole from the poem that he read last week so I wonder who will be next week's borrowed poetry prompt it'll be a line from something that was read tonight mm-hmm. wonder what it will be all right once again the broken in me and that was by column appreciate you guys it's been a fantastic night once again be safe out there you guys love each other just just be smart about what you do and be safe. All right. We will talk to you next week. I am going to close the show with a piece by Kaylee Dixon. She's 14 and she is going to read and perform a piece called A Touch of Sexual Assault. Here we go. Good night, everybody. From the age of 12, we were told that if boys pulled our hair or poked us with pencils, it meant that they liked us. But we didn't like it that much. We were 13 years old when we would walk down the street and had men look from our feet to our face, and we'd listen as they completely replaced our identity from human to object. As they said cringeworthy things to us, we wanted to run. We were frozen in place but continued walking fast-paced. 
turning on whatever sidewalk was closest just to get away, even if it didn't lead us in the way that we were originally going. Because Mama always said, if you see a strange man following you, you go to the other side of the street, and remember if they ever grab you, scream. And that is something we had to learn at the age of 13, because we are just young fiends. We were spanked by the boys at our school, but it was cool because it just meant we had nice bodies. And they rated our bodies on a scale from 1 to 10. And if you were a 10, you would learn to spend your days hearing whistles, purring, and damn girl. Because if you were a damn girl, then that meant you weren't a damn girl at all. You were just a toy labeled, do whatever you want to me, even though I don't agree. And we had to watch what we wore because if too much shoulder was showing, we had to change our clothing because it distracted the boys from their learning. So the only thing that we were learning were tips and tricks to tie up our shirt so that it didn't hang too low because that would show the guys that we want it. Because wearing shorts and tank tops meant that we were flaunting it. So when we were 16, we screamed because the men that followed us on the sidewalks finally caught up to us. We quietly said, please don't touch us there. We know we're asking for it by wearing these heels, but we just feel so uncomfortable, so stop. But that meant go. We said no, but that meant yes. So they grabbed us and unzipped our dress. They threw us down where our dignity sank lower than the ground. They hovered over us and we pleaded for them to stop. They got on top and you don't need to know the rest because we're some of the 68% of victims that will never tell a soul. So we'll just grab our dresses and go home, take a few showers and try to get some sleep. In the morning, we will pick out the outfit that is most discreet because we want to make sure that no other man from the street thinks we look sweet enough to want a taste. We want to make sure we are as covered as possible so that our identities are not replaced with walking candy. And we will sit at the back of class where nobody will ask how our weekend was because if they ask, we might just burst into tears. And we will live in fear. We will run home so that we will never see the same men again that wait for us to be alone. We went from little boys poking us to men provoking us. We went from little boys pulling our ponytails to watching the trail of tears fall down our pillow every night because we knew once we fell asleep we would see the men in our dreams, no sorry, nightmares that caught up to us on the sidewalk that night and left us bare. We went from playing with our toys to being toys ourselves. So boys will be boys and us women will never tell. Thank you.